SyracuseFantasy.com podcast from Studio A at Syracuse Technologies, located in Syracuse, New York. Your hosts, Jeff Brinson and Sam Pierce. Gentlemen. Thank you, Liza, and welcome everyone to Season 2, yes, Season 2, Episode 1 of the CuseFantasy.com podcast. Only one correction to Liza's lead-in. We're actually, we, we've been upgraded to Studio B. Studio B now, yeah. Here at Syracuse Technologies. Uh, I'm your host, Sam Pierce, with my co-host, Jeff Brinson. Jeff, our sponsor has really rolled out the red carpet for us this year. Well, you know, Syracuse Technologies, they, you know, they, they really like to do things upright, Sam. It's, I agree, very impressive. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good news all around. Uh, last year, we didn't launch this show until October, so this year we actually get to do our first ever season preview. There is obviously much to discuss, so Jeff, I assume you're ready for this. Oh, yeah, you know, you know me, Sam. I, uh, you know, I strive to do the least I can do, and uh, I think I really, really captured it this year. I, uh, the only mistake I will say that I did make is I watched a little bit of preseason football. But other than that, I've done absolutely nothing to prepare, so... And by doing that, I've actually prepared to fit right into the show like I normally do. Well, it, uh, it turns out the, uh, the staff here at Q's Fantasy anticipated your lack of uh, preparedness. I would have been disappointed <laughs> if you didn't. Uh, so they did a great job booking not one, but two special guests for today's podcast. Uh, two guests that will bring a wealth of knowledge to the show. That's right. Yeah, back by popular demand, we have Mr. Kevin Conboy. Um, another one of our fantastic analysts and favorite guests on here. Kev, welcome back. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime we can book a Ludden legend and Western Pennsylvania collegiate stalwart, stalwart I should say, like yourself, uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, we're really happy to have you. So, uh, Very excited. So thanks for being here. Uh, and also today, we've got loyal listener and Green Bay Packer super fan, Kim Maley, joining us in studio. Kim, this isn't just your first appearance on QsFantasy.com. This is your first time doing any podcast, right? That's right. Thanks for having me. Excited? I'm very excited. Okay, good. Uh, a lot is expected of you. We've okay. Been, we've, pe- pe- people have been asking me, you know, who is this, uh, this new analyst that's going to join the team this okay. year? So. I hope I don't disappoint. You won't. Uh, okay, so we've assembled a pretty star-studded Central New York lineup to get us started on the 2016 NFL season. Uh, and like you, our loyal listeners, I think we're all pretty excited. Both of our loyal listeners. Both of them. <laughs> you know, uh, so so we so Jeff and I started the show last year because because people were coming to QsFantasy.com and playing uh, all sorts of different fantasy games with us. Yeah. And uh, and we start the podcast. And I think we had 13 listeners. Right after after episode one, yeah. season one, episode one. Yeah. I think we we had thirteen listeners. That was and more then, than I anticipated. And then after hey, one. we were we were well up into triple digits by the end. We, of, we uh, were we by, were by the, by the end of the season. So, uh, so we're gonna expand that base this year. A lot of uh, a lot of the listeners and the people that come play in the in the football games with us uh, have already written in, asked about the show, what's going on, and and also bringing in bringing Kevin back today, bringing Kim in. This is something we're going to do a lot this year, is we're going to bring you guys on board. We're going to have you on the show. Uh, I should add in two weeks, uh, Rick York, who knows more about the Dallas Cowboys than anyone oh, in Syracuse, gonna uh, is going to be on because Giants-Cowboys week one. First so game. We're going to have Rick on. I actually, I, I almost am I'm scared to, to put all my 
Dallas uh, knowledge out on the table today because I want to save it for that for that show with Rick. But yeah. um, so we're gonna do that throughout the season. And if you want to come on the show, let us know. We will try and, and get you booked. But uh, but today we certainly uh, we we certainly have a couple uh, a couple great uh, analysts with us. So absolutely. Um, so Jeff, it's it's August, but but falls right around the corner. Uh, we're only three weeks exactly from yeah. opening Sunday. So uh, before much to we, my wife's chagrin. <laughs> football season is not Jen's favorite, huh? No, I mean she she likes it, but she can already see that you know the Sunday thing is starting to happen, and you know. Well, uh, well, we're we're excited. We're going to talk about what we're most excited about here in a second. But one thing that uh, I can't take my eyes off is drink of the day is sitting here waiting on the table. And if you guys have listened to the show, I'm you know excited. that we encourage you as long as you're not, you know, maybe driving, driving. a vehicle to. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're riding home. shotgun, that's you know up that's in the different. air. But I mean, that's I mean, there different. still might be that whole open container thing. But that's your. Problem. That depends what state. You live. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so so what'd you bring in today? All right, so we've got uh, we're gonna do some mimosas or mermosas, as my mom likes to say, and we all make fun of her. Um, little cupcake prosecco, one of our favorites, and some uh, orange juice to go along with it. So if everybody wants one, we're gonna pop this champagne and. Uh, do we want to do a toast of champagne before the mimosas? Is that the, the idea for the for the first show? Is everybody uh, okay with that? It's your show. We can do whatever you want. Um, no, I say we do a we do a toast as long as I don't spill the champagne. Okay. Let's see if I can hit the. Uh... Oh, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, again, Syracuse Technology Studio looks unbelievable today, so I'm, I'm happy you didn't. It, uh, it does. It does here happy, at the I'm beginning. Happy, I'm happy you didn't uh, knock out any equipment. As you yeah, know, as yeah. You well, I'm sure we'll we'll destroy it here by the end. You know, this is a a, a shared area, but that's okay. There you go. All right. Now, Kim, light on the champagne. Light on we're the gonna, champagne. We're gonna be here for a couple hours. I'm a lightweight. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I've seen. Um, <laughs> we will. Uh, We'll avoid. Uh, I, I gave her the most. Sorry about we'll, that. We'll avoid Kim's Tip Hill shenanigans for now. That's right. So we've got champagne. We do have another bottle of champagne over there. So feel free if you want to add orange juice and just make up your own mimosa. There's ice right there too. So we'll leave that out for the show. But uh, here we go, guys. Cheers. Cheers to friends another of football. Good season. Thank Cheers. you guys very much for being here. Cheers. All right. Yeah. Thanks especially you guys for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Very good. I was excited, Sam, that uh, you preceded the, the drink of the day with uh, starting out with a Corona first thing instead of coffee. Very proud of you. I did. Uh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> okay, so so, so I just said football season, we're, we're three weeks away. Uh, college openers, actually less than two weeks. Uh, we, we talk mostly NFL on this show, but uh, some of us uh, get even more excited for college football. Jeff, uh, yes, sir. Leaves are about to change. Uh, it's hot and humid. Although today, I think this is a good omen. It is a rainy, nasty August day in Syracuse, like and it makes you feel like, yeah. hey, it's almost here. So, um, so not just that you're going to be well. Maybe for you, you are most excited about setting uh, daily lineups. But uh, yeah. what get you know? Not just the football, but what makes you most excited about this time of year? I do get excited about the daily fantasy, obviously. Um, you know, after watching the bit of that preseason game, unfortunately, it's usually the Giants because I, I can continue to be exciting going right into the season, knowing that there's always a chance um, that things could be better. But I made that mistake, so that's not getting me as excited. Um, but I'm actually really excited to see how all the new games are going to pan out. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about you know bringing everybody together and getting as many people as we can down to the local pub on Sundays and uh, just watching some football and when the snow flies and 
drinking some beer. <laughs> we did it. We did a good job with that last year. I think Good Buddies and and Blarney Stone on a couple occasions. Yeah. They almost owe us some royalties. I would think so. I would um, think so. Okay, very good. Uh, Kevin, anything before we start picking divisions and talking mm-hmm. about who's going to the Super Bowl? Anything just in general? You're a you played a lot of football, Ludden, like I said, Ludden Legend, uh, Gannon <laughs> Ludden University, Legend. Gannon University, uh, 1990s. Uh, so, so you've got an appreciation for the game. What, what is it about this time of year that gets you most happy? So there's a there's just a smell in the air when when it fall hits. Yeah. It's the smell of the grass. It's the the feeling of you know, hey, summer's behind us, and now we're ready to move into the most widely watched sport in the United States. And that's the NFL and college football. And college. So for me, there's just a, a feeling. And as much as I love the summer and I love, um, you know, being able to be outside and be with my family, football, fall, it's just a whole new, uh, a new feeling that you get every year. And yeah. for me, it just uh, brings back a lot of great memories. I love the pageantry of college football. I love the business side of the NFL. And for me, it's uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good start to. Uh, uh, to the rest of the year, so as we head into the holidays, so what I'm excited. I, what, I, what I get from what you're saying is that you love football more than your family. That's what I. <laughs> you know, I know it kind of sounded that way, and luckily my family won't be listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But that's definitely not the case. Okay, right? okay, all right, good. I don't know if we if if we ta- if when I if when I do the Twitter Facebook <laughs> post, you know, Kevin stays oh, yeah. off of social media. Uh, oh, clearly. that's right. So he mm-hmm. won't we know always, what's actually going on. We could on. always tag Kim, and then there's a good chance Kevin's mom will listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. You know, that's true. But the one thing I will say is, if you really want to know the one thing I'm really excited about, I mean, I just gave you the whole football yep. feel. Yeah. I I get to take Kellen, my son, who's going to be four in next week, to his first full football game. We're going to go to the SU Colgate game. Okay. And for Friday me, night. He'll yep. love that. For me, that is the ultimate because now I'm passing it on to a, a, a new generation, and he loves running around the house with his Bills helmet on. Yep, Nora does too. She wears my Gannon helmet, but it's pretty cool. That's so awesome. Exciting. Yeah, I, I wish I, I could share in that, uh, Kevin, because I don't know if you—it was your fault. I actually do blame you that Claire during the game yesterday was screaming "Go Bills" at the top of her lungs. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, she's going to blame you for that. <laughs> you can't blame me for your daughter being smart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun to uh, to get Kellen out there and uh, pr- probably not hardcore tailgating, but at least get him to the to the to the game and to and, and the scene. You can have a the, sippy cup out there. You know what's there, funny yeah. is he has a soccer game before that game, so we probably won't even be really be able to tailgate. Okay, but he loves uh, he loves Otto. We took him to the spring game. Yep, he met some of the players. So not that he'll remember any of the players, but it'll be good good for him to yeah. just see the whole atmosphere. So. Excited. That'll be fun. It, it's more. Uh, first of all, it is an American game, and it's and it's such a family affair, yeah. Right, because of it being the weekend, and you work all week, and you don't have time for the thirty-eight different Yankees Red Sox games every yeah, right. weeknight as a family. But you can look forward to the event of football. So I think that's a that's a great point, uh, Kim. You've been sitting here listening to us uh, get all nostalgic about the start of the season. How about you? What do you like about fall well, and football? Fall is one of my favorite seasons. And, you know, as summer comes to an end, um, football is kind of like a reason to, you know, go out with friends, have a beer. You know, I'm excited for the food. 
Yeah. Maybe meet some established men. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Very, very I love. Good. I love the established. I, established men. with what, in what? I just wait. Now, now, can we can we just stop right there for a second? <laughs> what is established? What is that? What is that? What what is established? Like, if if I wanted to be uh, considered an established man, what would that? What would that? What, well, Jeff, there's a long list, <laughs> okay. um, but I'll give you a, a couple of the, the, the top, key the key points here. Um, you know, don't live with your mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, have, okay. have a job. That's a good one. Don't live with your wife, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't live with your wife. Yeah, that's even better one. Um, you know, hopefully have a good head on your shoulders. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. So, uh, so don't live at home and don't live so with when your wife. We're, so, so when we're tailgating up at uh, Syracuse or when we're uh, watching the NFL games on Sundays, we'll, we'll try to uh, – you'll, you'll be surrounded by good wingmen to try and uh, – make that happen for you sounds great Perfect. okay uh i know people love summer it's a popular season jeff goes on tour he follows the dead and dave and all these other <laughs> bad bands i hope you don't go to mow down uh, i way. would go to mow down yeah, you would I'd be a big fan <laughs> yes of course uh so so i i get people love summer i just don't it's 90 degrees it's hot the nba finals are long gone uh the first college football weekend is months away and uh, in between i guess what i really hate is you get bombarded with oh you should check out the Yankees and Red Sox, like I said, for the 38th time this year. Or, you know, soccer's catching on. You should check out the U.S. women's national team. And if you have to tell me how good it is, it's probably not that good. And probably I just, not that good. And I turn on the Giants. Even as bad as the Giants were in that preseason game. You're still watching Bills, football. I'm, I'm still just as mad as I was at how awful the Giants offensive line was. And we'll get into that. But uh, there's just something about it. It gets me going. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, so that being said, uh, there were there you know we haven't done our show since our our Super Bowl preview. That's and right. That's right. Been, In January, there have been plenty <laughs> of uh, off-season storylines. So uh, everything from uh, Tim Tebow playing baseball to Johnny Manziel almost dying three or four different times to uh, some some pretty impressive uh, guys going into the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Anything? Off season, and and I didn't even mention NFL draft, uh, free agency. Anything off season that caught your attention uh, that you think merits discussion? So that would um, require me to have actually read something or actually done something in the off season. So okay. if it's um, football related, um, no, you know, not a, not a heck of a lot because I don't really pay any attention to football in the off season. But uh, I am excited that it's all happening. But no, I, I don't really. Uh, I don't know if I really have anything that I uh, that that caught by. I mean, obviously the Manziel stuff's funny to watch. Um, you know, just uh, just excited for all the happens to him. But no, he I needs a no he needs a reality clip. show. Yeah, he really um, does. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you one. Okay. The NFL Hall of Fame speeches. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch, but I was particularly excited to hear Marvin Harrison speak. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I was. This is a this is a this is a little bit tangential, but uh, for our local listeners, I don't get why. It, like, maybe it's just me, but why does Marvin Harrison not get his due in the Syracuse community? Yeah, always, I don't know. Always, what do you, what do you like, think about that? Do you feel like he's a little since Syracuse has been a good? But we talk about McNabb. We talk about the old days with Jim Brown. Marvin Harrison was about as good at his position as anyone in the league, like in between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss years. I mean, I mean, he was, he was unbelievable. From a football standpoint. Yes, absolutely. Hands down. One of the top players to ever 
play at Syracuse, which is saying a lot. I think that where there's a disconnect with the fan base with with him is is the fact that he is so quiet. Yeah. Also, there were some um, discussions around him not really looking back fondly at his time at Syracuse or speaking about his time at Syracuse in a very positive way, which turned off a lot of the fan base. And that's why a lot of the Syracuse fans were interested to see what he was going to say during his induction speech because, hey, was he even going to mention Syracuse? Sure. And he did, did. but it wasn't Syracuse football. It was talking about a professor and and the fact that he was overcoming the public speaking, which is great. And and I think that the reason for this disconnect is because of that. That He didn't do anything – that would you could really point to one thing. He didn't I mean, shoot himself the in the field. foot or anything like that. Well, speaking of guns, there was the gun <laughs> incident. But sure. I mean, he 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 really never did anything. I think it's really just that the fan base never felt like he was connected to the program as okay. much as they would have liked. Okay, and that makes for sense. me as someone who was able to look objectively and look beyond that. I think that he's still one of my favorite players. And I don't care if he ever talks about his time at Syracuse. He's he's one of the best football players to ever play, period. And he brought it. Yeah, he it, did. Like like on the Colts for Syracuse, you knew he was going to be there. Yep. Every Saturday or Sunday, you know, it, it just, he was unbelievably consistent, reliable, such a great route runner, yeah. just, just excellence. I'm looking at some of his um, receiving yards year over year, and they're very very impressive. In the thing. You know, a lot of times in life, it's about, you know, you're working hard and preparing, but it's also a little bit of luck in who you end up with. Yeah. For a person like Marvin Harrison, who's such a diligent, hardworking person who puts in the extra time and effort to be matched up with Peyton Manning, who is the ultimate competitor as well, who is all about spending the extra time practicing. I mean, you watch them when they were at the, their peak the routes that, that Harrison was running, and the ball was right there. I mean, yeah. you could tell they had been practicing for hours and hours each week extra. And it's just, to me, the combination of him being with a quarterback like that, but also Peyton Manning having someone like Marvin Harrison, those two combined, I mean, it just was – it elevated both of their games. But How many years was Manning with him to, there? Uh, well, Manning, well, Manning, Manning was rookie in 98. Yeah. So and 10 – 10 years, yeah. 10, 10 or more. Because Marvin came out, yeah, that would have been about 10 years. I yeah. think Marvin Harrison had been there two years prior. Yeah, he okay. was two years ahead of Mar- uh, McNabb. So, yeah, it would have been 96. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And and he also handled, this is an Indianapolis thing, um, as he aged mm-hmm. and wasn't the same player, and Manning still was, and then all of a sudden Reggie Wayne and Dallas Clark and the rest of that offense uh, you never heard a word from him. Mm-mm. No, com- never once did you hear a Marvin Harrison complaint about looks, touches, <laughs> balls thrown his way. Um, and and that is that because he doesn't like to talk to people, or do you think he just uh, because he just wasn't a complainer? But he plays a position where uh, usually where, a lot of vocal people. I mean, remember Terrell Owens. I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. he plays a position where these guys complained so much yeah. uh, just last year in buffalo sammy watkins w- would would get vocal oh. if if in one week he didn't get the ball thrown his way that he thought and he'd he be public doing. about it too yeah. oh very yeah um so uh, so that always i i just i thought he was uh obviously a no-brainer hall, hall of fame mm-hmm. selection but i i was just interested to see what he had to say to see him up there uh he, he's 
uh, him, him in, in my lifetime, you know, I don't remember Jim Brown, but in my lifetime, I'd probably say uh, Harrison and maybe Donovan Darius, probably my, my, my two favorite uh, SU players. So. Oh, okay. Darius yeah. is another underrated player that a lot of people don't talk about, so that's a good call. He's, he had a great NFL career. And uh, unlike Harrison, is a little more outspoken, but in a very good way, very, uh, very personable, uh, speaks a lot of uh, coaching clinics mm-hmm. uh, in the area, comes back and, and, and does a lot and just uh, great, great yeah. hitter. So I knew you were, I knew, uh, <laughs> Sam, that you're a Philadelphia hater, but are you a, I, I don't recall, are you a uh, McNabb hater as well, or just because of all the bandwagon people or? What are your thoughts on, no, just, on him? And that is he even in the same I ilk as those those people to you? Or no, no? I, I just hated that era. I'm a, just Giants, hated that I'm a Giants fan. I just hated okay. that right. era so okay. much. Uh, we'll talk about McNabb another time. So, uh, <laughs> so I was. I was he's, Don't bring up McNabb. Is what he's, he's saying. He's long gone. <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to comment on uh, on Harrison in the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, the big name was Brett Favre, but I was really happy to see. Uh, unfortunately, after his death but see Ken Stapler go in that was long overdue and then I don't know if you guys saw but the Brett Favre story about the one game in his life before being a player when he was a high school kid going and seeing Ken Stapler as as a very old NFL player playing for the Saints long after his Raider days and uh and the way Brett worked that into the speech I thought was 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 really Mm -hmm. really awesome um uh, and I'm sure uh, Stabler fans and his, and his family appreciated that. Sure. Um, the Kevin Green speech, though, was my favorite. Did you see that one? A warrior. Yeah. He, he is, and he, he should have been a pro wrestler. <laughs> I, well, well, I think he did. No, a I know. Of he did. Time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, full time. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, but his uh, his love f- uh, for football and his teammates and his coaches and all the credit that he gave to the people that helped make him the player he was, I thought was. Uh, Plus he had he had he's like Samson from the Bible. He had magic hair. I mean his hair gave him strength. And he had a sweet stash too. Yeah. Hair is, yeah. Strength is in my hair. Strength is in my hair. And he and he and he's and he's doing a good job as a coach to this day. So mm-hmm. uh all right, so Kim Maley, Green Bay Packers super fan. Oh. Um and you started liking the Packers when you were very young and Brett Favre was the quarterback. I want to say fourth grade. I got my Green Bay Packers starter jacket. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Started right um, off with a jacket, yeah. not like a pin or anything you got an actual jacket wow so you grow up in the brett Favre era and now uh and now you have the aaron Rodgers era um do you like one better than the other do you love them both you know i do love them both i think aaron Rodgers has a lot of potential and it'll be interesting to see you know in a couple years Um, potential as in like to beat brett Favre's green bay packer passing records Um, would he be considered established I think he's already established. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be clarifying on this throughout. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think he has the potential to um, beat some records there. But, you know, we'll see. I like any, uh, you know, NBA finals this year with LeBron, and then it reopens the LeBron versus Jordan type of arguments. I I like all of this just for fun. Um, When people talk about Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers, um, you you know who really gets the shaft? Bart Starr. There's this constant uh, Favre versus Rodgers. Bart Starr won, uh, to date, more Super Bowls than both. And it, and if uh, the Super Bowl had existed, he'd have five or six rings. Uh, 
So, uh, so, so, so I like the uh, the Rogers Favre conversation, but I always wonder why why we don't hear more about Bart Starr. Recency, think, recency bias. I, I think it's a vic- yeah. he's a victim of just the way that things are today. I mean, it seems like no one can remember anything from ten years ago, let alone back in the sixties and fifties. Yeah. You know, so uh, no doubt that he's he's also worthy of that conversation. Um, and he played at a time when uh, when not just Peyton Manning calls plays, but uh, all of the quarterbacks had to, and that was what often uh, differentiated the best. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and he and, and in a in an offense that wanted to run the ball, so all of a sudden it's third and ten. Will Bart Starr bail us out? You know, he didn't. Right. You know, he's he's not in the rhythm that a quarterback is that has already thrown forty times uh, that game. But if necessary. He, he could throw uh, for 300 yards and, and three touchdowns. I watched a lot of NFL Network this summer, and they had a couple. They, they aired uh, the first Super Bowl, which is really interesting just to, to see the difference between then and now. And I just remember watching that and thinking, Bart Starr was really good. Um, so, I don't know, Favre goes into the Hall of Fame. We talk about Favre Rogers. I just wanted to uh, bring that up for a second. So, uh, so the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tim Tebow goes to baseball. Uh, I've, been, I've been watching uh, Ballers. Uh, it's excellent. If you don't watch, you should be watching. Uh, anything else? I was going to try watching the, the Ballers. I haven't gotten around to that yet. I had mixed reviews from people, so I hadn't got there. Kev, you said you were watching it, you really liked it, and then it kind of trailed off a little, but now you're really liking it again? Yeah, I mean, season two has been has been good. It's brought me back in. Okay, got sucked back um, in. T-Suggs, T-Sizzle. Him being a part Great. of it in the beginning kind of so good. kind of brought me in, and now it's just rolling. So it's it's a good show. It's, Is it good? Okay. I mean, look, it's if you're watching it for the uh, for anything other than a few laughs and a little bit of meathead humor, then yeah. it's probably not the show for you. But it's just a it's a fun show, and okay, and uh, you know, I think there's some some good uh, scenarios in there that that are real life, by the way. But don't you love the way they work in all those real life uh, yeah. scenarios? I, I was watching with Claire, my wife, the other night, and I was having to explain to her who is making a cameo that's real or who are they referencing oh, that's okay. real life because like Sean Payton was on the show and So do they switch the names or do anything like that or Well they've got characters like... in the show that are I mean it's 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 hard to explain because I was I was trying to explain to Claire I'm like well the rock did play football at University of Miami but in the show he went on to a successful NFL career whereas in real life he went on to wrestling and movies yeah, um, yeah. you know football didn't work out but uh, did you watch the last episode Mhm So uh I thought it was great how they worked uh, Tyrod Taylor into the script. Right. When uh, so this receiver who's a free agent and he's weighing offers and he gets one from Buffalo, and the three Rock, years, thirty three mil. How yep. can you turn that down? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Half the money guaranteed. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, and he's an older player, so that's why it's such a big deal. And but it, it gets into these players that the storylines are there. Okay. As their careers go on and they're getting older and they get cut and who else is going to pick them up and how much money can they make and and they've got two or three years left. Sure. So they're not, they're not uh, an IT guy or a salesperson or a teacher. They're, this is it. This is it. This, this is what they're they doing. They don't have the make, other thing. They have to make their money then. And they have to make the money then. And so, so, I don't, so it, it is a lot of meathead humor, but there's a, there's a little bit of depth to it. Just, just okay. a little. But, oh, yeah. But enough no. to. I, I say it in a positive way, the meathead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Always loves a meathead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, that, so that was something that, that held me over as well. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, something that held me over was the most recent season of The Bachelorette. Oh. So I'm not sure if you guys watched. I do everything in my power not to. 
but I know Sam is a big fan. So Well, on this season, Aaron Rodgers' younger brother, Jordan Rodgers, oh. um, was on The Bachelorette, and he actually was the winner a oh. couple weeks ago, um, was the season finale. So there's been a lot of buzz on the internet whether Jordan Rodgers went on the show um, for fame or whether oh. he was genuinely you know, interested in JoJo, The Bachelorette. Oh. And um, <laughs> JoJo. <laughs> There's been a lot of drama. There, no, there has been. Uh, <laughs> JoJo's very attractive. I don't know. Extremely um, attractive. JoJo's a girl, I she, assume. Joelle. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. she was, so she was the one that these guys are competing for. And Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan Rodgers, ultimately, do, do we say won her, her love? Won her? her heart over. Okay. Did they get a rose? Is that a thing there? You get roses? Yes. Okay. But, okay. But So the bigger story in all of this is that uh, apparently there's a rift in the family between Aaron Rodgers and the younger brother. Oh, okay. So is it like the Jacksons kind of thing? Like one trying to like ride the coattails of the others or So um not exactly. The okay. final the final four guys, there's hometown dates. And so okay. when Oh, I've um, seen that before. Every once in a while I walk through the living room when Jen's watching it and yeah. I get sucked into people yelling at each other and stuff so so it's a very crucial point in the season okay. where you know the bachelorette the goes and meets the family uh, okay. you know see if they can fit into their life the adjective this is very crucial it's <laughs> <laughs> very crucial um and you know aaron Rodgers wasn't there you know when jojo came to meet jordan's family and okay. so um you know him and his younger brother kind of let on that they haven't really talked to aaron in a while and sure. Um, rumor has it it's because Jordan's ex-girlfriend, who is big into fitness, is very good friends with Olivia Munn, who is Aaron Rodgers' longtime girlfriend. And so, um, you know, who knows if that's the reason or maybe fame got in the way of family relationships. But Okay, so I, I, I have a thought, unless you want to go first. Uh, are we still talking about the bachelor? Right? <laughs> we are. Okay. That's all you said. I don't have a thought. Okay. So. So okay. So Aaron Rodgers has to be above the Bachelor. Like he cannot appear on that. Show. Like so, if Tom Brady's the gold standard, right, and he's married to the supermodel, and he is the all-American. I mean, he's the Hall yeah. of Famer. Tom Brady's the gold standard. Aaron Rodgers is silver, right? I mean, he also is. I think soon to be married to a uh, very attractive famous uh what's olivia Munn? actress she's an actress okay so uh tom brady would be caught dead on the bachelor so aaron Rodgers can't stoop to that right so if the younger brother is going to go on this show if you're aaron Rodgers, do you maybe say to him in advance <coughs> let's just make up this story <laughs> That we don't get along right now. Oh yeah, make it <laughs> because easier. Because when the stupid producers of your stupid show come calling, um, I can't. You know, you know that twerpy guy that says, "Ladies, this is the last rose of the night." Like, I don't know if you've seen. Chris I think I've seen Harrison. that little guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Aaron Rodgers can't be hanging out with that guy. <laughs> if, you <do laughs> not, if you do not <laughs> receive this rose, <laughs> yeah. The, if you don't receive a rose, pack your bags. Like, so I kind of wonder. Let let. So so Kevin, you know, Kevin's a corporate bigwig around town. Blood and legend, as I've said. <laughs> let's say Brian. Let's say Brian was going to go on the Syracuse version of, of, of the Bachelor. Yeah. And uh, obviously, if the girl finds out that Brian is Kevin's brother, Brian's going to make the final four. So you know, Kevin might say to Brian, you know, in advance, you mm-hmm. know, this, you know, that I, I I can't I can't be seen on this show. So let's just uh, 
let, let's say we've got some some family drama going on. Sure, and, sure. Uh, we won't really give a reason for it, and everyone will wonder, and they'll talk about it. But a month later, it'll it'll be old news, and then yeah. we'll go back to being brothers. Yeah, because brothers, they 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 fight, so that's an easy easy thing. To I don't think so. You think I, this, this is real? I think this is real. I mean, a better excuse if we're looking for excuse, why not to you know be on the Bachelorette is scheduling. You know, I'm out of town. I'm getting ready for the preseason. I'm training. Um, that's a much better excuse than. We're in this family so, feud. So, so what you're saying is the fact that, that uh, obviously everybody knows that The Bachelor isn't real, that it's all um, – the entire Jeff, thing is they scripted. they are still engaged. The entire thing is scripted. I'm sure they'll be engaged. They probably have to, they probably have to <laughs> sign something off. You know, you'll pretend for a little they, – they, the only reason I got to figure this out is apparently there is a award. What is the awards that they the, – for the TV shows? Is it the Oscars or – Whatever it is, and there's a award for the best unscripted reality oh, is show. Is it the Emmys? Maybe that's Daytime what it is. Emmys? Yeah, mm-hmm. or the, the, whatever it is, and they have an award for. They call it the the best unscripted reality show, and the only unscripted reality show is like Cops. So other than that, these are all scripted. They're kind of telling them what to do. And so what you're saying is in that the fact that it's scripted like that, but you're not agreeing that it's scripted. So you, but you're also saying that uh, the other part though that that's that that could be feasible. I mean. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I, it, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that's the new. That's going to be the new thing, though. Is let's get somebody's fame, somebody famous. Let's get their brother or sister on, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully that draws in more. So how many seasons are they of The Bachelor now? Is this like a lot? Oh, it's about like over twenty, maybe. So it's like a. It's been on since. It's the like 90s. the progression of any TV show. They always start off with the regular things, then they start bringing celebrities in. Then they jump the shark, and that'll be the end of it. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, so I'm a hater of it, if so you haven't we, noticed. So be, <laughs> There's been some success stories. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. So before we uh, before we uh, before we lose any more listeners, let's uh, let's transition to uh, let's transition to some actual uh, football season. We don't, we don't want to get down to one listener. <laughs> Which will be me. <laughs> Hey, we're back. Um, we promised to uh, to get away from uh, the Jordan Rogers Bachelor discussion, and <laughs> to do that, we're going to talk about uh, Green Bay and, and some of the real teams. Uh, okay, so three weeks from today, opening Sunday, I guess opening day technically is the Thursday night game that the NFL does every year now. Yep. Um, so you guys, all of you, when you look at the week one schedule – and I'll, you know it's weird because a lot of people haven't yet. You know, football kind of sneak. It's summertime and preseason sneaks up on you, and, and yeah. not everybody's taking a, a look at the schedule yet. So we want to, we want to give everyone a heads up on what you want to look for week one. So we're going to start with Kevin. When you look at the week one schedule, does any one game jump out at you that you must watch? Besides the uh, the obvious, which would be the Bills, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, but the game from just an overall league standpoint is the uh, the Panthers at the Broncos. Um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a rematch of the Super Bowl, but but the teams are a little bit you know a little bit different. There's been some changes in the off season, so for me, I really would like to see um, how will Carolina continue their momentum. I, I really like them this year as a team that, that could potentially go all the way. Um, losing Josh Norman to me doesn't, I don't think it's as big a deal as maybe people are making out of it. 
So I, I think I'd like to just see can Denver's offense test that Carolina defense. Denver, obviously, with a new quarterback under center. Um, and we don't even know who yet. Right, right. It could be Paxton Lynch. I mean, who knows? But but just who who's going to step up for them? Um, and, and really, I think for me, my prediction is that I think Denver's going to take a, a pretty decent step back. I think they could still make the playoffs. Um, I think Carolina definitely will be in contention for a Super Bowl. But I just really am interested in seeing, you know, what the changes in the offseason, what what are these two teams going to look like? And this is a great way to start off. I'm glad you brought that up. I have a trivia for you guys. Uh-oh. Can anyone <laughs> – so, so, Denver, so Denver's the so Denver's defending champ, and their quarterback's gone. And it's interesting because when we were – Kim and I drove over together, and on the way over she was saying that she thought Paxton Lynch was going to be the starter, but not necessarily week one. But at some mm-hmm. point that you were saying, at some point this yeah. year, you think he will get that job. And – which isn't good, right? Because if Denver's good, they're not going to be changing quarterbacks and back and forth. And but right. anyway, so so Peyton's uh, long gone. Can anyone name the last defending Super Bowl champion to not bring back its starting quarterback? Oh, the last defending champion to not bring back that would be the Denver Broncos with John Elway close but mm. it actually happened a couple years after that as okay. well um mm. Mm. i don't know if that's any surprise to anybody i could try and guess but it won't sound good <laughs> <laughs> so this is the last honestly. last five years ten years or kevin went back almost 20 years and yeah. i'm okay. saying it's a little it's, it's slightly more recent than that okay, okay. So Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. The, the next year comes back. I'll give you a hint. Not necessarily because the quarterback retired. Right. But comes back. Not the answer. So the, the the so the quarterback may have went somewhere else. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Or the team said, Maybe "Hey, we hook. just won the Super Bowl. Yet we're not that thrilled about this." How guy. about Giants? the Buccaneers? <laughs> I thought that too, but no, Brad Johnson no. came back the next year. Did he? And, and they actually went to the playoffs. Right. I, okay. uh, actually, I don't, I don't know that for sure. But he did come back the next uh, year. Go, go, go a couple years before that. A couple years before that. You know, for the sake of uh, our audience and keeping them, I'll, I'll just say I don't know. Baltimore. So Dilfer, oh, so Dilfer yes. wasn't even the starter that great 2000 Ravens team yep. the, with the defense. Dilfer wasn't even the starter. It was like Tony Banks or someone. And then Dilfer comes on later yep. in the year, wins the Super Bowl, and then Ozzie Newsom decides we can do better, and they go sign Elvis Gerbach from yep. the Chiefs. That's uh, right. <clears throat> so uh, pretty pretty ballsy move, right? Totally, yeah. Like, we, you're a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, albeit greatest defense statistically ever. Sure. Uh, but pretty ballsy move to say right. you helped us win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do a lot that day necessarily, although he was pretty good in the game they beat the Raiders, and I think, I think that like that really good Titans team with Eddie George. Mm-hmm. Dilfer played well in the, in, in the playoffs, yeah, or, or did enough. Um, hmm. So interesting. So you're uh, going so, with the Panthers, Broncos, you said. That's yeah, correct. So, yeah. So so first time that's happened in a long time that a the Super Bowl champion doesn't bring back their guy. Okay, uh, Jeff, what are you looking at? Week. Um, so I was, I'm going to say one thing, Kevin. We were talking about the pa- uh, Panthers Broncos of that game. I know you're excited about it, but do you have a prediction on who will win it? Yeah, I do. Think, I think the Panthers are going to win, and I think that this is going to be uh, uh, the start of how the season is going to go for both teams. Okay, okay. Yeah, the um, from the statistical side, which I always like to throw in there, um, I do have the Panthers at um, winning that by a couple points. So, 
Um, Sam, for me, I mean, which is interesting. The game's in Denver. They're the defending champs, and also. Uh, we, you know, it just happened to work out with AFC NFC teams play each other once every four years, so it just happened to work out. So NFL smartly pounces on that, yeah, yeah, and makes yeah. the Super Bowl rematch the opener. Of course, get everybody fired up. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. So Denver, you know, for Carolina to go in there and win, big win. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a yeah. toss up. It's fifty six point nine percent probability if anybody cares on Panthers winning that one. Um, having said that, um, you know, I didn't even look at what the, the, the Giants-Dallas game is, but you know, for me, that is going to be – actually, the Giants uh, predicted to win that game um, by about a point, but uh, this is going to be a You're a looking at a spread right now that has the Giants favored week got one? The Giants, the Giants favored. This is the probability of win is 50.6%, 23.11 points versus 22.93. I, I don't think the statistician has uh, updated their records after, after Giants, yesterday's uh, game, yeah. Giants game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, rough. But th- to be fair, they ran into a buzzsaw. They did. The they did. They, they did. did. I mean, the Bills, I mean, I've got them down on my list to, uh, to potentially win the Super Bowl. <laughs> here so well you know (laughs) for those of you that don't know and i think you all know us at this point so lots of giants lots of bills talk they played a preseason game yesterday bills despite some recent uh injury and or suspension and and just other drama bills look pretty darn good uh in the uh i should say pretty darn good they looked decent in the uh in in the in the first quarter giants have a knack of making giants look good giants looked it was terrible. Rough. It was rough. Um, there were t- and there were times that the Bills didn't look good, like when uh, when the when the fullback fumbled right before scoring. Right. Landon Collins makes a good play, but then the Giants could never take advantage of it, and the Bills eventually did. And so the so the in in the it, ten it's 12 all minutes part of the lulling people game. lulling people into um, thinking you know and not preparing for them. This is all they were thinking about Dallas. So yeah. here's so Jeff, I tell you what I like about Giants Cowboys. He doesn't want to hear any of it. Um, <laughs> First of all, that game's in Dallas. There is no way in Vegas the Giants will be favored to win that game. Uh, D- Dallas will be about a six or seven point favorite, I'm guessing. Um, I like what I do like is it's week one. So as bad as the Giants have looked, uh, at least it's week one. There's some optimism, and uh, it's the 4:30 Fox game, which I love for yeah. like the game of the week because I don't like staying. I don't like making coffee to stay up for the yeah, <laughs> Sunday yeah. night game. So I really like the uh, 4:30 Sunday game in Giants Dallas Giants Cowboys. That's a rivalry game. I, I like it. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I think we'll be disappointed. I think but. that the the important thing here is it's obviously Giants Dallas. I hate Dallas more than I you like do. the Giants. I think so. You do. Um, it's very important for me because I think this is going to set the tone. Preseason, I just don't read that much into preseason, so we'll we'll see what happens. So I'm going to we're going to they're going to win. We're going to get out. We're going to make. We're, after we talk about the schedule, we're going to make our uh, divisional predictions. But Kevin, um, big game for the Cowboys because this is our first chance to see them with their starting quarterback, with a running back they drafted that people are talking about, kind of front runner rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so healthy and. If you're a Dallas fan, hopefully more like the 2014 Cowboys and not the 2015 version. Giants are a mess. This is kind of a game the Cowboys have to come out at home and win going away, right? I do. I think so, and I think they will because yeah. they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna impose their will on the Giants defense. Yeah. They have the best offensive line in the yeah. league. Barnum. They have. I think Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be a great fit for that offense and that running game. And and again, having a healthy Tony Romo. Having uh, my, I guess my only concern for them is is on defense, their lack of a pass rush. Pass rush, but overall, to, not only do I think they're going to win that game handily, I think that they're another 
contender for a deep sure. run in the playoffs if they're able to stay healthy, of course. And, you know, it helps the defense as an offense that can stay on the field for eight to ten minutes at a time. And that's the running game, which is going to yeah. help. Yeah. I will say with absolutely nothing to back it up, I disagree. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so people listening can't see Kim's face uh, of disappointment here. She was so ready to talk about how Dallas had the best offensive oh, line, bar none in football this know. year. She she'd done all this right. research, and, and Kevin Kevin got to her. Jeff, first. edit this part out earlier. So, of me yeah, talking. we'll we'll pull that right out. Well, this, maybe this would be a good time for Kevin. her to. Do you have anything to chime in about the uh, about the Cowboys and their their horrible? I mean, their uh, their awesome line. <laughs> If not, you can always come nope. back two, nope. week, two weeks from now. Uh, like I said, Jeff and I will have Rick on. We're going to do a lot of Giants-Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Okay, Kim Maley, what's, okay. A, what's a week one game you're looking uh, So we to? have the Patriots versus Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being played um, in Arizona, Phoenix. So it's a home game. We have um, both division our, um, yeah, division champs there, Patriots in the AFC East, Arizona in the M- NFC West, and um, Tom Brady is uh, going through his four-game suspension. So this is a now-or-never time, I think, for Phoenix to really uh, show what they can do. Agreed. I I think that if – that if New England comes in and and plays close but loses, everybody says, oh, well, if they had Brady, they would have won. Even if they lose by two touchdowns, everybody say, well, it's different. Tom Brady's not playing. Sure. I like your – I like what you're saying. The the burden is really on the Cardinals here at home – to win this game if the Cardinals lose uh that that looks bad for a team that lost badly in the NFC championship game last year are they going to come back and be better against the best sure Brady-less but still the Patriots or uh you know or is it just more of the same so Kim do you are you feeling that the Cardinals will uh will do it I'm feeling the Cardinals will shine okay they do have a 63.4 percent probability of winning the game according to my uh calculations and they are one of my draft teams so okay. uh, so you need to see what they can do yeah we so um so we did a we did a little exercise here a, a game before the show today where the four of us each picked uh we, we went through a draft and we picked the teams that we think can make the super bowl can yeah. make the playoffs and i think jeff's going to put that up as an extra on the website if you want to listen into yeah. that game go to cusefantasy.com and that once uh Sam and I get up to uh, building that out. That will be right there. And uh, you, get, you guys know that we, we came up with a lot of kind of unique and different fantasy-type games. This didn't involve individual individual players, but a draft of teams. Um, so it's the kind of stuff we do here, and, and you guys participate, and it's fun. Uh, so you can listen in on who who we thought were the, the front runners, uh, yeah. if, you, if you so choose. Okay, uh, one more week one. This is on paper. <laughs> you guys are going to say, huh? Uh, I'm interested to see Green Bay at Jacksonville. I need to start by saying this was my fourth choice if you guys took all the others, uh, which you did. But I'm going to go with this one, uh, and I have justification nonetheless. Okay. Um, Unlike so, me, who never has any justification other than just the way I want it to go. Well, because it sounds like a Green Bay win, right? <laughs> I mean, Green Bay and Jacksonville. Like, it sounds like, 60, like what you're talking 65% about. Uh, win probability for but the Packers. Here's the deal. The game's in Jacksonville. It's going to be a it million is. degrees. Uh, that's sometimes tough on road teams that aren't used to that. So uh, so Green Bay has to go down there. Uh, one o'clock game. Uh, okay. So early kickoff. I think, you know, you don't usually talk about a trap game week one, but I think Jacksonville is going to be not a Super Bowl contender, but certainly in the running in the AFC South and and in the conference this year, or certainly be a tough out. And I've got them ranked in my power rankings dead last in the entire NFL. 
that's uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, you may you may need to you may need to update your, uh, your well, power this, rankings. This is all on this is all on um, tape, so we'll be able to we'll be able to look exactly. Back. So Jacksonville exactly. took some steps exactly. forward. I mean, they got better last year. They they've got and they've got weapons in the passing game, especially. Uh, I don't know. So do you think just, Vegas is going to come out? Would that be a good one to gonna, take the points on? That's 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 going to be a great one to take the points because you might end up seeing like Green Bay minus four. Yeah. And then I think that's where you where you jump on Jacksonville. Sure, sure. Um, you know, a lot can happen. We'll see. You know, with preseason, you never know because either of those teams could lose someone important in the ne- in their yeah, next yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, if you're a Green Bay fan, like Kim Maley here, you expect the Packers to go down to Jacksonville win big. Mm-hmm. They could win by a field goal in overtime, and Packers fans will be kind of uneasy about that. But if Jacksonville ends up being as good as I think they could be, it might be you might look at it as a, a good interconference win sure. later in the year. So, and if you're a Jacksonville fan, hey, Green Bay is coming to town, and you think you're better this year, and you and you you built this roster that's fairly impressive. So you need to at least show up for that sure. game and and be competitive. So that's that's why that was on uh, on my week one list. Okay, um, that's a good one. Almost like a little. Uh, 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 a nice little sleeper game. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, um, week two. Not not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but mm-hmm. uh, week two, you spent a lot of time in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Cincinnati comes to Pittsburgh, and I think all of us were actually at uh, the at uh, BW threes that night that they played that wild card game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We were, we were we were all there that night, and uh, it got pretty ugly on. A couple different levels. Ugly as in, in the good way. Right. Physical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hard-hitting. Yeah. <laughs> division rivalry in the playoffs. But, um, you know, also pretty ugly with stupid penalties and late right. hits and all the crap that that costs teams games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Pittsburgh wins. Right. So, for Cincinnati, I think this is, this is kind of like what Kim was talking about with the Cardinals need to beat the Bradyless Patriots um, for for legitimacy. I think for Cincinnati, this is a really meaningful game. Yeah. Early season, are, can you go into Pittsburgh and win, or are you the same old Bengals and the Steelers will control that division? Yeah, absolutely a, a huge game. Um, the Bengals need to prove, as they typically have to prove, that they're for real. And a game like this is is a huge step for them to do that. Uh, my, if you want my prediction, I don't think that the Bengals are going to be able to do it because no one ever does. Because they, <laughs> to me, yeah, and he, you know, even if they won this game, long term, I still don't think that if the Steelers and Bengals met again, that that, that they could do it when it counts. So yeah. a week two game may not be as important uh, as week, you know, whatever the 14. next time they play, but certainly a, a potential <laughs> it's, it's playoff. Sure. They, they play early and late this yeah. year. Those two, but I, I do think the Steelers are. Again, one of my teams that that I think could could make a run. Um, I don't want to uh, foreshadow too much, but I do have. You're them. not ready to go there quite yet. <laughs> I do have them as a potential uh, team that we're going to talk about later. So, I think that the Steelers have the attitude. I think they have the talent, and I think that they have that winning mentality that that Cincinnati just hasn't been able to get. Um, and I think they'll continue to their quote unquote dominance over the Bengals. Uh, Bengals have it is to dumb. It is dumb. You know what? If the it is it absolutely is, and the Bengals, if they can prove it, that's great for one game. But they need to prove it throughout a whole season. Yeah. And and even last year when they were playing well and people were talking about them, I think deep down everyone knew that they were gonna they were gonna flounder. And they and they they and they've got have the lost, Jets in they week one. They shouldn't have lost the game. Right. We were watching that right. in January. Absolutely. They, they, but they lost their cool. Yeah. 
And to, again, Pittsburgh's a kind of team that they're. I just think of, you think of different levels of professional um, ability, but also professional attitude. And Steelers to me are one of those franchises that has top always notch. been very yeah. top notch. Yeah, they're 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 just a a well run organization. And to me, the Bengals are kind of a clown not. show. <laughs> yeah, they're not. So yeah. they're, it showed in that game. They're weird though. They're in between the clown show because they're they're now so perennially wild card losers. Yeah. So they're not, they're not the clown show of say the Bills, Cleveland, <laughs> or, or even the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're but they're a clown show when it comes to who are the the, the ten or twelve best teams in the league. If you, if you rank them, the Bengals are coming in at like number eleven or twelve for like what five six yeah. seven years now, right? Absolutely. And I will say, as a fan of a team that hasn't made the playoffs in forever, I would take that and gladly at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as an observer on the outside and just as an NFL fan, I, I, I do look at them and, and I don't see – and that, I just don't see much from them. But that's why I think even though it's early, it's week two, that's why I think it means more for Cincinnati than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh loses oh, that game. absolutely. Whatever. Pittsburgh will rebound. They'll be good by the end of the year. They'll be in the playoffs. For Cincinnati, I think it's it's more important because can you go into Pittsburgh and win and kind of redeem yourself after the, yeah. the wild card loss? I agree. Um, there's another week two that I wanted to ask you guys about. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot here. Um, first, the Vikings go back indoors. Um, they played in the Metrodome for years, which if you've never been there, have you been there? To the Metrodome? Yeah. No. It was a total dump. Yeah. Um, you're going to disagree with me on my analogy here, but uh, think Carrier Dome, but with more seats to be left empty and more stale air because it's slightly bigger. Uh, I, <laughs> I, don't sorry. I don't disagree sorry. with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate domes. Uh, then when so when the Metrodome that uh, trash heap was being destroyed, the Vikings played the last two seasons at TCF, which mm-hmm. is the Gopher Stadium, mm-hmm. and I actually thought that their games were much more watchable and enjoyable. That's a nice uh, collegiate stadium. I, I wish Syracuse had built something like that. Um, but uh, so the Vikings have built this very state of the art uh, new. I think it's called US Bank or something. Mm-hmm. So they go back indoors and they'll inaugurate that by having Green Bay come to town great so on top of that um you know that's a big deal in and of itself but the vikings technically won the division last year Mm -hmm. so uh so i think you're defending your new home turf and green bay is coming in kind of like i thought the cincy game is pittsburgh is bigger for cincy i think this one's bigger for minnesota than green bay yeah so the factor here when i look at that game is you know the whole new stadium that that the atmosphere is going to be more electric than even a typical big Pat Packers yeah. uh, Vikings game. The emotions are going to be running high for Minnesota and their fans. It's an emotional thing. You're opening up this beautiful new stadium. It looks like a big. Viking it looks like a ship. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the glass. Yeah, it's kind of. I, I don't like domes. It's not right. really a dome. It's not really a dome. <laughs> it's like they're playing inside of a giant glass Viking ship. Yeah, spaceship. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> but for me, I look at this game as as kind of a write off. Because here's the reason. If the if the Vikings win, I'm going to look at it and say, yeah, well, I would expect them to win. The crowd is insane. The emotion is so high. They, you know, Green Bay, like we joked earlier about running into a buzzsaw, they ran into a buzzsaw today. That's why they lost. In this case, and I wouldn't real. think twice. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't think twice about the Packers losing that game for their long-term, you know, uh, success down the road. However, if – the Packers do come in with all this chaos going on around them and do win the game. 
to me, that will speak not only to the success that I already think the Packers are going to have, I think it'll speak to the potential lack of success that the Vikings are going to have down the road, myself just looking at it. Because to me, if you can't win this game, and I don't care who you're playing, this let's, I wish there was a stat we could look at teams opening new stadiums sure. or doing some emotional oh, sure, thing. Sure, yeah. Like, we're going to win this game. The Saints after Katrina type. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. And if you could, I wish we could somehow capture that in a statistic because I would guess that it's pretty high for the home team to win that game. So – I don't you think, think it would be high in the be- – it seems like in the beginning of the game, everybody's adrenaline will be up. Everybody's excited. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people, they get fired up. Like, let's say there's a death in the family or there's some kind of thing they're, they're all railing behind and they do so great in the beginning. And then it's like they burn themselves out because their adrenaline's so high they come or, in after the well, second half. Or early mistakes, turnovers, over – over overzealous football quarterback overthrowing an out route kind of thing because you're too you're too too you're, pumped you're up. too pumped up yeah so I agree with all that but my point is that I think that the Packers win or lose it's not going to affect them. it doesn't affect theirs but I think win or lose will affect the Vikings agree uh, okay and remember it was just a few weeks ago at your house that uh, Turkey Slayer was telling us he's still on the Turkey Slayer he's still on <laughs> the he's still on the More. Rodgers and Green Bay through the the last game of the year conspiracy theory because Green Bay wanted to play Washington rather than host Seattle in the playoffs. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, so add that in to the uh, to the to the because Vi- Vikings are, fans are a little bit tortured, not the level of Bills or Browns, but a little bit. And uh, and they uh, and and they they talk about you're a this, tortured like, soul, Kev. You're a tortured like, soul. Uh, <laughs> like well, Green Bay Green Bay should have won the division anyway because but they didn't want to because they didn't want to play Seattle. Right. Um, okay. Those are those are some early season games. As you guys look at the schedule, anything else at, at any time in the regular season schedule worth talking about now? Week four, Browns at Redskins. Oh man. So for me, <laughs> I. I, I'm a, as you, many game? of you know, I'm the RG3 game. As many of you know, I lived in D.C. for four years uh, after college. Still have a lot of close friends down there. Still listen to a lot of the um, the radio and sports talk. So RG3 clearly had uh, a, a very great start with them yep. and then had, had gone downhill to the point of, um, you know, eventually being released. So he, he will be potentially, if he stays healthy, which, of course, is a big crapshoot with him, He'll be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns coming into Washington in week four, his homecoming game. I'm just trying to envision FedEx Field, the the atmosphere. Okay. The uh, you know, just just the the hype around that game. So for me as a casual NFL fan slash capital region uh yeah. fan and all those things, I'll be interested to see what that's gonna be like and, and how he plays if he does actually make it to that game. But he looks good so far. Oh no, he does. Limited, yeah. lim- limited uh, sample size. But sure, he looks good so far. I love the uh, Terrell Pryor move. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I um, so uh, so much like a lot of our listeners know, you you spent time in the capital and and uh, I, I went to Wisconsin. I hate Ohio State. Yeah, I think <laughs> we can all agree on hating Ohio State. <laughs> but when Terrell Pryor was their quarterback, uh, much. Uh, admiration or you know respect he, he was uh, I, I thought he was great um, and I just I like him and I like the fact that he's willing to make the change just to play in sure. the league I think that's awesome uh, that's that's two <laughs> weapons possibly for the Browns who desperately need it and, and, if you, and if you look at I'm just looking at some of the RG3 stats here um, in the past in 2012 2013 3200 um, passing yards 
and 815 rushing yards. His rookie of the year. Oh yeah, he was. He's great. It was amazing. That's yeah. unbelievable. Jeff, what I what I remember down to 176 and 14. And, and as a Giants fan, what I remember about that RG3 year was thinking, "Fuck, they have to play this guy oh, twice yeah. a year for the next for the next dozen years." Yeah. And thinking this, this is, is going to be fucking ugly. suck. Yeah. Uh, because I had all I, I was so used to dismissing the Redskins. Yeah. You know, the, the Eagles were nemesis number one at least in the last you know, 15 yeah. years or so, and then Dallas. And yep. the Redskins, I, I had kind of dismissed, and then that first RG three year, I just remember. Uh, he almost. The, the, <laughs> he it's really funny worried. because the next year he almost his, his rushing yards were cut in half. I don't know. Do you know? Injured. Did he play injured. less games? He was hurt. In, well, he got hurt. Okay, so he still had. He had more passing yards that year though. Well, because uh, in twenty thirteen fourteen, maybe just because he was just chucking it up there. <laughs> well, no, because he 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 couldn't take off and run the way he used to. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only so, three more passing yards. But. So Kevin, that's interesting. That's a good. Uh, yeah. How do you, now? How do you feel? What's going to happen? Uh, assuming RG three is, yeah, if he's healthy. I mean, to me, I, I want the Redskins to win just because I, I'm just sick and tired of. Oh, you want the Redskins to win? Of RG three. Okay. RG three. To me, I look at what if I want a, a, a quarterback, I want someone that has good judgment. What recently happened with RG three to me is just another example of his just stupidity. Can you uh, tell us what happened? I'm not breaking any news here that has not even been broken. <laughs> He's divorcing his wife. Okay. And within, I don't know how long it was that Kim this Kim all was single. happening, he has a tattoo of his new girlfriend's name tattooed on him. Oh, okay. I mean, just just stupid stuff. like well, in court, Usually you would think, especially a quarterback, you would think that would be the person you want to have some intelligence. Yeah. My favorite yeah. part of the story that I heard is the wife that he's not yet divorced from. Right. They bought a big house together in they April. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this past April, just yeah, yeah, yeah. like several okay. months ago. All right. Just All stuff right. like that, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I feel bad for Ryan Davis, and I sometimes wish. <laughs> I sometimes wish for Ryan may it. again. Ryan, we have we have room on the Bills bandwagon. No, but here's the deal. He yeah. tried. He was going to make a move. He never jumped ship <laughs> no, last hold year. On. But from Ryan's perspective, uh, I'd be happy. You can't get much worse. And oh, RG3 I agree. Three yeah. is a lot more talented. Yes. Than Manziel or any other option, hundred so, percent. And I like Hugh Jackson. Too. And probably, Me too. Me and he too. probably I has was, better. I thought that was actually a really good hire. Yeah. He probably has better judgment than uh, Manziel. I wish he was the Bills <laughs> coach, which isn't saying much. But <laughs> oh, I, oh gosh, I'd, I'd trade Rex for Hugh Jackson in a heartbeat. Um, okay, so we, so that's interesting because you picked that one out week four. What I circled week four is Buffalo at New England, mm-hmm. uh, last game of the Brady suspension. Oh, Can okay. the Bills go into Foxborough and take advantage of that? Because it. Well, go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that one's um, coming from emotion. <laughs> this is in fact. Yeah. This is another one. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a from Camillus. It's a half hour drive out here to the studio, and Kim and I were talking about this game specifically. That for Buffalo, kind of an hour never game. That uh, if you're going to dethrone them, you've got to go in there and win. When Brady's watching. Yeah. You you can't go in and lose. Uh, you just can't. Does, do doesn't here's they, the deal. Doesn't mean they can't win enough games to get into a wild card or something. But if yeah. they want to win the division, you've got to win that game. Well, I agree that if they want to win the division, they have to win that game. I just don't think they're going to. Okay. Um, I would be happy as anything to be wrong. But I mean, the record that that Brady and Belichick have over that the rest of that division over the last uh, however long they've been together now is twenty seven and three against that those Ouch. teams. So. Yeah. I guess I knew that, but 27 yeah. is a, yeah. that's a pretty big number. Thought, and yeah. that is with uh, various other quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, the Bills, 
you know, they, they won. They hadn't won there since Brady had taken over until two years two years ago. But that was a game where they were sitting on their starters. Yeah. So to me, that and they're going to have anything. four games to kind of get their shit together with. Um, you know, without Brady, I would think too. So exactly, if it I was think, the first game, maybe. Yeah, the Bills win. It's huge for them, it mentally and also in the standings. And I still don't think it, it will change anything for the Pats because I had the Pats going almost all the way. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too crazy here with future talk. Yep. But if the Pat if the Pats win, which I would kind of expect, I don't. Again, no impact to the Patriots. In fact, it's just another feather in their cap. And the Bills, by that point. The Bills are going to be hard to figure out this year, just with all the suspensions and just craziness, the injuries. I could see them being 0-3 going into that game. Yeah. They have a brutal beginning of the this, this season, and they're going to be missing, I don't know, whatever. We're not getting into that. but We, we will. Uh, I know, uh, right momentarily, now. Momentarily, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, anything else? Uh, Jeff, how about you? Anything schedule-wise that you that it could be week 10, I don't care, that you looked at and it caught your eye? Um, had I actually looked, that okay. would have probably so probably helped. But I would say um, Giants Dallas again. <laughs> I think the next one's late. There is a there's a big Giants game uh, week. It's week five. Okay. Uh, Giants at Green Bay. Okay. Uh, I think that's the uh, Sunday night football game. A uh, couple interesting things. Uh, there's a presidential debate scheduled for that night. Oh yeah, we haven't and, even really got into and, too much and, of that. And, and both. Both campaigns are the biggest pussies in the world because they're both saying, "Oh, we didn't realize it." Oh, you whatever. could you could switch that to a Tuesday in no time. All the networks would rather not compete with Sunday night. Football. Yeah, yeah. Because the Giants at that point, I mean, they'll probably be one and four, but it's it's early you enough. Know, it's just early a little bit of the beer is half full is all I would appreciate at the beginning of the season. Okay, let's 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 let's, let's, let's put them half, 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 half full. It, yeah. Let's half full it, and it and the Giants are three and two, and Green Bay is four and one. Okay. Then, despite the the Trump factor, everybody's watching Sunday Night Football. Yeah, because you can't DVR football. Yeah, and who wants so, to who um, wants to watch those gas bags, anyways? Well, a lot of people do. I the, know. The, the, I the know. Trump I feel ratings bad for are them. way up, but they're both the biggest pussies in the world. That their campaigns are saying, "Oh, we didn't realize we scheduled against Sunday Night Football and Green." Ba- you know, you're playing like America's really? team, and at the games at Lambeau, nobody's watching Hillary when that's on. Those campaigns could so fast say. All right, networks bid out who wants to host us on a Tuesday, and then and then everyone would watch. Yeah, and they are they are they're they're both just they're they're both so worthless that that so that's gonna be a news story that we're gonna see coming up soon. I think there's three debates, and I think they those losers schedule two of them. I think against Sunday night football, right against Sunday night football, because and the, they want to make sure nobody sees. I mean, them. Not, I'm not I'm not defending Trump here, but the Clinton campaign did that throughout the primaries too with Bernie Sanders. They tried. They're so sneaky because they don't want her. They, Hillary does everything she can to not have to answer questions. Do you remember? Do you remember Bernie Sanders commenting on SU in the Final Four? Yeah, that was my that was my favorite one when Bernie said. And by the way, we can't have the New York debate on a Saturday night of the Final Four when Syracuse is in the Final Four right. and yeah, it's yeah, the New yeah. York debate. That's right, a yeah. bunch of crap. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he called her out on it. I'm, I'm interested to see if if Trump will do the same. But anyway, just side note. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. that, that story's coming. That that they're gonna they're gonna and, and try sure, to drag their feet on. Oh, we can't oh, move yeah. it. I'm sure we'll have some very interesting uh, commentary throughout the season as the uh, as the presidential race. Uh, we will heat we'll, up because there's all well except Hillary so far ahead now. The polls that the gambling odds have shifted. 
I started you know, and people say if you ago. vote for the third party candidate, it's basically a vote for Hillary. I say I don't care because at least I'm chalked up somewhere as not voting for either of them. I'm, and I'm that's voting, all I care I'm, about. I'm probably voting third party for yeah. like Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to football. Uh, the next week is another good uh, at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Dallas versus Green Bay. You got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a battle of America's teams, mm-hmm. which is, I, I think, I think these two. The fact the that they call the Dallas three. America's team drives me crazy, but I know. Yeah, but I think it's Green just because of the pretty point. colors and the stars and stuff. I would I'd much rather it was Green Bay. I would actually go out of my way to do what I can to make it Green Bay because I don't mind them. I just so God, I hate Dallas. so Kim Maley. This one is scheduled in that Fox four thirty Eastern time slot, which <laughs> again I, I think that's the best time for game of the week. And what I like about this is assuming he's healthy. Uh, Tony Romo goes home to Wisconsin to avenge the Des Bryant catch no catch game from two years ago. Um, so I what, think what what week is that? That's week six. Week six. Okay. So that's going to be you know at that point we're going to have some nice fall weather Sunday afternoon game at Lambeau. America's team I think of like the seventies versus America's team of the sixties and now I I, yeah, I yeah. love it I I and I think I, I think there's a real as I looked at the schedule. I think there's a real possibility you have two undefeated or maybe one lost teams uh, coming into that kind of early season playing for top seed in the conference okay. type of game. Early prediction from the Packers fan? You know what? I want to say Green Bay, but it's it's going to be a tough game. Well, it will be a tough game, but you gotta you got to pick, though. Let's go Green Assuming Bay. Everyone's it's, it's home at Green Bay. Let's yeah. go Green Bay. It's okay. be Green Good. Bay. All right. Uh, I already asked Jeff. He, he he hasn't looked far enough ahead. Kevin, I before, we get, on, before <laughs> we get on to divisions, uh, we're getting way out there now, but anything else that caught your eye? No. Um, yeah, I, I did some uh, did some reading beforehand, but I didn't see anything else really jumping out too much to me. I had a couple real quick ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, week 12. Of course thanks, you do. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, Washington at Dallas. I think the NFC East comes down to these two this year. So kind of in a flashback mm-hmm. to the 1970s, I think we're maybe maybe in for a meaningful Cowboys Redskins Thanksgiving. Uh, I I just I have zero faith in the Giants, and believe it or not, almost less in the Eagles. If I was an Eagles fan, so I think that's a potentially uh, big did time we, Thanksgiving. Did we do meeting. a friendly um, Giants non Giants? Because I know you're always a fan of betting against the Giants. Did mm-hmm. we do a season long? I had to thing? pay up to Kevin today on that actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, yeah, fifty dollar uh, fifty dollars in Blarney Stone money. Kevin and I had be- Kevin and I had both bet against our teams in last year's Giants. Oh, Bills okay. Game, okay. So. All right. Um, and then uh, week fifteen. Uh, so we're getting way out there. In August, this uh, looks yeah. I didn't even look like at week really one. Tim's on week weekend. 15 right now. But by the way, I just want to say right now that that Sunday, that's December 18th, that, that just like last last couple of years, Claire, Two and days after be, my birthday. Claire and I will be hosting the uh, Christmas football party. Oh, yeah. All day Sunday event. And that, so that was the combo birthday now. party too, right? Isn't yeah, your birthday can, right yeah, in that we area? Can, we can do that. But it, it's more just you know Christmas and football. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay at Chicago. I expect Green Bay to be wrapping up the division. But uh, – Oldest standing rivalry in the NFL. Tennessee at Kansas City. Worst case scenario, I think they're both playing to stay in the AFC wildcard. Best case scenario, maybe they're playing for divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indy, Minnesota, kind of a, a weird late cross-conference game. New Orleans at Arizona. haven't talked about the Saints a lot today, but if they're in it, that's going to be a meaningful game at Arizona late. Uh, New England at Denver. Huge game the past four or five years. No Peyton, but uh, also out west, uh, Oakland at San Diego. The second Pittsburgh at Cincy, yep. where, where where Pittsburgh will have a lot on the line. Right. 
Carolina at Washington, mm-hmm. you know, two division winners from last year. So I looked at that and I thought, wow, that is a right now on paper. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a great day to have a Christmas party. So mark your calendars. <laughs> I look forward um, to it. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about the schedule a little bit. Let's let's move on to some playoff picks and predictions. Mm, absolutely. Um, so I sent you guys. Uh, I sent you guys the form. If so we can all follow along and, and, and roll right through these. If it's okay with you guys, though, I did it alphabetically with the AFC, then NFC. I actually want to do NFC first because I think yes. there's more intrigue in the AFC. I think the mm-hmm. NFC is going to be more predictable, and we can go through that a little faster. Okay. If, that, if that's okay to you guys. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Kim, before uh, before coming on the podcast, we, you know, we asked you to be ready to predict the division winners, and a couple people had commented, were you going to have more trouble – predicting division winners or swiping left right on tinder oh yeah um definitely picking the division winners is a bit more trickier you spend more time on the division winners than your than your tinder selections yes it's it's gotten pretty pretty easy now whether it's left or right no there's no so can you on tinder can you actually tell like if someone can you by looking at them tell if they're established or not or how does this process well let's just say you look at their pictures and there's one of them like no shirt on or them taking a picture in front of a mirror, mirror? instead yeah. of a selfie <laughs> yeah yeah or like lying in bed on a pillow okay it's definitely you can definitely a no an it's definitely a no i see the parents in the background or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. It sounds like kevin's honeymoon album <laughs> <laughs> um i have to say if you look through three or four pictures and the guy is not showing his teeth I will swipe oh, no yeah, because I'm, I'm nervous there are no teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got their summer teeth. I summer really in, like, summer out. I feel like we could do a whole show on <laughs> I'm so interested in knowing what is what it's going on out there right now. In the yeah. I mean, I, we would definitely be interested in uh, yeah. living vicariously through this process. Well, I'm, sure. I'm three weeks in, and um, it's uh, definitely definitely there's something new every week, something that shocks me yeah. okay. every week. Okay. My sister has become a professional dater a little bit, and she says she's gone out on a lot of dates. I don't get into any of the details on how how you know how she meets the people, but uh, I'm always curious how that whole that whole process goes. Now, in in Kim's case, though, we were out. We were, we were out at uh, one of our favorite establishments for everyone here. I think Kitty Hoynes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, of course. It's a fun summer evening, and and some other friends were out with us, and we said, Kim, if you're not going to go talk to guys in the bar, you have to join Tinder. And oh. I and I give you a lot of credit because you joined right then and there. I did so, it right then and there. So, yeah. um, so has Tinder worked better than the other? Have you tried any other uh, things like um, Christian so, Mingle or anything uh, like that? You know, farmers af- only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love farmers only. <laughs> After that Craigslist uh, news story, not not Christian Mingle. Um, no. I have tried one a couple years ago. Um, so it's it's hit or miss on Tinder. It's okay. either you might meet someone or talk to someone that seems really genuine, or you okay. know, there's couple crazies out okay. there so you haven't tried ashley madison though yet no no not yet maybe not maybe you know no, tinder doesn't work out now yeah. ashley madison some of those guys might be well they're established. definitely established but not in the but sense they might be living with the mother of their children that's yeah. true okay, their wife yeah. yeah so okay that's a nice thing about that type of establishes there's no strings if that's you know what you're looking for so there's some options probably out there. not you're probably I don't, not. I don't think you're, you're hoping for some strings for the you're okay with some for strings. the nsa okay um okay so <laughs> Glad to know that you spent more time on your picks than Tinder. That I'm, I'm encouraged. Okay, 
Uh, I spent more time on Pornhub than my picks. If that's <laughs> if that's relevant for anybody, let's <laughs> make it's, sure we were all clear on that. <laughs> we, 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 you look drained. I'm making my picks well, as we sit. <laughs> 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 yeah. I feel like I feel like we all needed to know that. A little, car, um, a little carpal tunnel going here. Is that why your watch is off? Yeah, <laughs> that's why my watch is off. I don't want to hurt myself. He's not an animal. <laughs> yeah. um, I brought myself home flowers. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know how you transition from that to the NFC East. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Speaking of the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, well, there you the go. Giants take it in the ass would be, some, would be so, something uh, very, very, very relevant. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Jeff, NFC East, go. I, uh, this is going to be the one place, obviously, that I'm going to go off of my power ranking numbers uh, this year. And you know what? I'm just because I want to see it happen. Um, it's probably going to be the Redskins, but I'm going to go with the Giants. Just because I want it to happen. Okay. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Kevin. Yep. Uh, I actually think this one's pretty easy, going for the Cowboys. Yeah. If the Cowboys stay healthy, with again, we talked earlier about their offensive line, their running game. Nope. I think they're the team. Uh, the Redskins, I, I do uh, – I like Kirk Cousins, but I think he's going to have a little bit of a sophomore slump from last year's – I know he's not a, wasn't a rookie, but from his, uh, from but, his big year but last I liked year. It, but did you see what he said recently that I really no. liked? That uh, – well, first of all, Peter King was on. I forget where I heard him talking about how this was the happiest, healthiest, Everybody, sanest anybody? Redskins training camp he had seen in like a decade. Yep. And Kirk Cousins said, uh, like someone said, it, it was boring almost. And, mm-hmm. and Kirk Cousins said, well, boring is good. That means we don't have drama. And, and it's almost kind of a shot at RG3. <laughs> like, well, we don't have drama this year. Like, bo- like we welcome boring. And, uh, yeah. and I thought that was I, – I can see him taking a step back a year later a year in but uh but i liked that if i'm a redskins fan yeah and the shot not only at rg3 but i think a shot at mike shanahan, shanahan i think a shot the, the at daniel thing. snyder yes and i Bailed. think i think that the redskins have the talent to 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 win this division redskins defense pretty decent they are and my the only thing that i look at with the cowboys versus the redskins right now is again all things considered of staying healthy i i don't think the redskins are going to have any running game at all to speak of. I just don't. And they lost Alfred Morris in yeah. division. Yeah. And Matt yeah. Jones is has I mean they have yeah. a, like running back by committee basically and they yep. don't have so anyway, I think the Cowboys for all the reasons we've talked about. Uh Kim Maley, NFC East. Um I'm going to go with the Redskins. Okay. Um looking at Kirk Cousins stats, I mean they were they were decent. And he and he got more impressive uh as the season went on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to side with Kevin. I'm going to go with Dallas. Uh, we talked about their offensive line. It's just, it's, it's not just that it's stacked. There's depth. Right. And, and they've got guys that can play a couple different positions. So someone can get hurt and and they can shuffle that line. Mm -hmm. Um, now Jeff, please don't get too upset with me. I almost, I almost want to be, I'm going to get upset just because you said that. (laughs) I almost want to be a Cowboys fan this year. Oh, can't Um, say it. So. That I'll be a couple affiliate fan just to spite you if I yeah, have Kevin, to. Kevin's going to get where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> so, so 2014 Dallas is really good. Here's what I love about football. So, you know, if they're, you know, you go home and talk to Kellen about this. Um, so, so the offensive line it was uh, really good in 2013, even mm-hmm. better 14, still as good last year. And Romo, Des, Romo and Des Bryant played one game to, or finished one game together, right. I think, last year. Uh, they had shipped DeMarco Murray out. Um, so one without the other, the line or the – and I'm, I never call them 
S position because that's so disrespectful to linemen because nobody has any idea how much skill is involved in being a, right. a, a center guard or tackle. So I'm not going to say the S position words, but mm -hmm. one without the other, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate team game, even on one side of the ball. So they've got it all back now this year. So if you're a Dallas fan, you, you should be uh, hopeful. I, I, I think they're going to be very good. And then schedule's very manageable yep. because of the last place schedule. So, right. uh, okay, let's move on. NFC North, Jeff. NFC North. Um, I was going between the Packers and the Vikings, obviously, on this one. Um, but I'm going to go with the Packers. We've got the power ranking of number nine. Um, so where uh, where are your rankings coming? You know, I don't give out. They're all coming my from the Onion. I don't give you. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I, you know, it, it's all about getting made fun of a little bit because it's that's what makes it more fun when I when I come out <laughs> victorious at the end. Um, so that's where I'm going. I'm going now, does, with them now. Now your power rankings that have uh, Green Bay at nine. Does the does the preview paragraph say? Well, with Brett Favre in New York playing for the Jets this year and Aaron Rodgers finally getting a chance, is that how the, the paradigm yes, starts? Yes, it is. Exactly okay. how it works. All right. So uh, let's, we'll remember this. We'll make sure we've got it all oh, written yeah, it's down. All on yep, tape. Yep, it's, yeah, all, it's all on tape. All right, Kevin. Uh, this is an easy one. It's the Packers. Yeah. I mean, we talked about them for all the reasons. They have they have everything you everything you need. I mean, it, stay healthy, of course, but I think even even with an injury or two here and there, unless it's to Rodgers, I think they're, they're still going to be great. I like their running game. I love their passing game, and the defense is solid. And, you know, obviously Green Bay just wants Rodgers playing, but do you know who they brought in to compete for second string there? I don't. Uh, the kid from North Carolina who I thought was, I think his name is Marquise, uh, Marquise Will yeah, Williams. Williams. Mm -hmm. And I thought he had a really great year last year. He did. And uh, I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. If I were a GM, which I'm obviously not qualified to be, but I like the athletic quarterback as my second string right because if Rodgers goes down and you need someone to win a game at least it's something that the other team didn't prepare for yeah so that's a good point okay um okay Kim Maley I think I know who you're gonna pick NFC North Packers okay mm -hmm. I, I figured any 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 justification necessary Aaron Rodgers just never disappoints me who's better looking Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Rodgers oh Jordan Rodgers you know has the, the, the swoosh haircut that right, every guy in the show right. has. they do look very similar um, that's it, a tough one. It's a really tough one. I'm not too picky when it comes to look. It's more mm. about personality, character. Oh, so I. Oh, that means there's hope for all you men out there. <laughs> now, who's better looking, Aaron Rodgers or Kenny Rodgers? <laughs> the gambler. Yes. Or Aaron Rodgers or Mr. Rodgers. <laughs> I do like his card again. You know, See, so is, he has a sense nice. of style. Did you know that uh, little known fact that um, Mr. Rodgers, um, all his sweaters and everything were sewed by hand by his mother for that show i would have guessed that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i did just, i don't know how we got to miss all right uh unless, sam does everything he can to get it back to football <laughs> i do everything i can to pull it away from football it's you think, fantastic. I, you think anybody right no i, I that, that one was kind of my fault but do you think anybody listening is like wait how did aaron's dad come into the picture <laughs> um, I know. okay i'm gonna go green bay also we have a, a, a clean <laughs> sweep there uh kind of like dallas not finishing as well last year so schedule plays out well this year Green Bay has that same advantage since Minnesota won the division last year. Yeah. So Green Bay avoids some of the other power teams okay. in the NFC because of that. Um, I, I, I expect Green Bay to be – well, we'll get on to playoff picks mm -hmm. in a minute. Uh, okay, NFC South, Jeff. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Power ranking number five. Make fun of my power rankings, but it's all happening. Yeah, easy one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Panthers, I mean, it's there's not much to say about this. Yeah, Tampa Bay is the only one even up there, and yeah. according to my numbers, they're number sixteen. Actually, so. yeah, Tampa Bay was a team when I was doing my research that I, I do think is up and coming. It's just unfortunate for them they're in in front of uh, or behind the Panthers. But um, but you know, down the road in a few years, I could see the Bucks stepping up. But this year, definitely Carolina. Jameis did not look great last night against uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Kim Maley, NFC South. I'm going with the Panthers. They were 15 and one last year, and uh, they look strong again this year. I don't think they're 15 and one again this year. No, I, I don't. I, think so I, I mean, I, they're going to be real good. I, I think 15 and one's a stretch. I, I think they and Green Bay probably compete for that top mm-hmm. top spot, and maybe Dallas. Uh, maybe. Okay. Um, that is. Oh no, we, got we have one, one more. Yeah. We have one more. I, I don't know how. Do I got. I got to be able to pick my Super Bowl I'm pick over the West. Um, okay, Jeff, <laughs> NFC West. I'm gonna go with my Super Bowl pick, the Seattle Seahawks, and number three offense in the league this year. Number four defense, and number one overall in my power rankings. Um, that's why I get them. Okay. This one, yeah, this one was tough uh, for me. I, I was torn between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I look for the Seahawks to bounce back this year, um, and I think that they're just too talented. And when it comes down to it, you know, I look at the quarterback position. Carson Palmer is is serviceable. Certainly he's a very good quarterback, but I, I feel like he's he's very injury-prone. And, obvi- and then I look at Russell Wilson. I just love his leadership. Um, I, I just love his game. And I think overall the Seahawks are, are just a little bit better and I think that's why they're going to win this division Kimberly um I agree with Kevin um on a couple points you know going between the Cardinals and the Seahawks but I'm going to go with the Cardinals um there is a rookie quarterback they have not sure if they're going to use them Carson Palmer's you know getting up there in age (laughs) we'll see Cardinals um I I like I like in the quarterback conversation I guess I just like Russell Wilson's youth Mm-hmm. At, well, Russell Wilson is best is is also better than Carson Palmer ever was. It might be close, sure, but uh, but Cardinals defense is stacked. Cardinals defense is really, mm-hmm. really, really good. Maybe best in the league good this year. Um, this is a this is probably my favorite new rivalry to yeah. watch. And I last night on gigantic glass number three or so of red wine and I had looked at the schedule up and down and I and I still couldn't decide uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Arizona based on mm-hmm. their defense yeah um and I and I think getting the Patriots week one no Brady is 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 nice for them mm-hmm. um okay so at the beginning of the show I was asking you guys about any uh off-season storylines and I was and I and I didn't want to be the only one throwing them out there. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody caught on, so I'm just going to get to it now while we talk about the NFC West before we go over to AFC picks. So the Rams' relocation was, was probably the, the single biggest storyline. Right. And we don't have to hash it all out. It's old news at this point. But um, my question is, what do you do if you're a St. Louis Rams fan and your favorite team moves? Do you? Do you follow the team? Do you? We talked about team? this a little mm-hmm. bit. You and I did. I, I think because we, we knew it was here. coming at the end of last season. Yeah, but now it's a done deal. They've moved. What? I mean, what do you do? I mean, I guess to me, you stick with the team. But is the team the same team? 
I, I don't know if I ever came up with a definitive um, opinion on this, and I'm a fairly opinionated person for those that know me. Um, that's tough. I mean, Kev, what would you do if the bill's up and moved? No, this is a real possibility that was being talked about for years leading up to uh, the Pagulas buying uh, the, the bills and securing them for the time being. Yeah. So my thought was if the bills moved to wherever, I would not be able to root for them, not because of anything other than I just emotionally don't think I could deal. You don't think you could deal with the whole thing? With it. And so I would probably take a year off from really having, quote, unquote, having a team. Sure. I would just enjoy watching football. Yeah. And actually I might enjoy it better because – I wouldn't have any emotional involvement. You wouldn't have to get the, the, the stress factor involved. But my – yeah, but what I would do is during that year, I would really try to figure out – because I'd like to have a team yeah. if I had lost my team. And so I'd like to figure out during that time who who would be my team. So so you so for you, the, the, the location is a big part of it. Location to me is a part of it because I'd like – I like to go to games. And that's why as a Bill season ticket yeah. holder, I love going to the games. But I would like a team – you know, the teams for us around here would be like Cleveland – Pittsburgh, um, New England. You, know, you could look at New England, uh, though that would be hard to stomach. But then you have the New It'd York teams. It'd be hard teams. to go in division. Yeah. It would be, and I probably would. I know I wouldn't. But it, and you look at the New York teams, obviously, there too. And anyway, for me, that offseason, quote unquote, would be of thinking about who who can I, who do I like from a, a front office standpoint, yeah. well run organization. Uh, I know in my mind who kind of probably would be. I'm not going to say it because the Bills haven't moved. And hopefully never will. But yeah. I'd have to – I wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able to do I, it. As, and it, I was thinking It's funny, that. too, and I wonder if it has to do a little bit with um, – I don't know if it was you and I were talking about this, but I, I was reading um, about the impact on a local market that a, that a team has. And there's certain teams that are like the like Green Bay and like the Bills that are mm -hmm. – um, it's just such a huge thing. When you go into a bigger market like in California and things like that, the people don't – I don't think they care as much. And I don't know if that's true about about the the area, but I know like when it comes to Bills fans and what it would do just to the local economy. Well, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think know? about a, a market like L.A. versus yeah. Buffalo or Green Bay or wherever. There's so much more to do in so L.A. Many other things, I mean, sure. and the weather's nicer, and there's just so much from a recreational standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, in Buffalo, and a lot of these cities like You've that. Got chicken wings and the Bills. There is absolutely <laughs> and no, the you either. The yeah, Sabres, yeah, that's all you have. Yeah, and, yeah. and so. You're either in or you're out. There's no yeah. other thing. You either go to the Bills games and watch them or you don't. Yeah. And, you, and that's the end of it. Yeah. What, a, so. like, what a loser you'd have to be if you were like a Buffalo native mm -hmm. and you go to work and everybody's talking about the Bills game and you go, I'm not really into football. <laughs> so, yeah. What? Then what the heck? Why? Yeah. Why are you living in Buffalo? You better be a, that, <laughs> why are you here? That would be a, you'd have to have an amazing job to want to live I'm in Buffalo. I'm sure those people Bills. exist. It's just. Exactly. I, I just can't imagine talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, I'd be curious what you two think, though. Would you be able to continue to root for the Packers? Or and the Packers is another one I think in a similar situation yeah. where it's such an embedded thing. Um, you know, that I can't imagine what that would what would do. Well, um, I was passing a note to Sam here because I work with somebody who is a hardcore Rams fan. Oh, okay. They, there um, are those. Those do exist then. Yeah, I mean, okay. he's got the horns. Oh, okay. He's got the burger flipper. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's wow. serious. Why'd you get the burger flipper <laughs> and the horns? <laughs> he, does, he does have the, um, the Rams. I think that's his profile picture on Facebook. Oh, Real nice guy. So if you saw him on Tinder on with Tinder. that with the Ram hat, yeah. what would you do? If you saw a guy holding a Ram spatula and a Ram horn <laughs> the horns. on his head, the big but he's head sheep. Hat. It would, it would have something to hold on to. Yeah. So, um, well, that's yeah. <laughs> good. 
Um, yes. this, this guy's a little too old for you. Uh, um, to him, it doesn't matter. I mean, okay. he, he went and saw a Rams game last year, took like four or five days off of work. You know, he's, he's so hardcore if it became, fan. if it became the Scranton Rams, he was here's the thing. Can I, can I say okay. something? Yeah. So, place. and that's exactly it. So it, he, if he lived in St. Louis or even within a three or four hour radius and went yeah. to games, I guarantee you, he would think differently. And maybe the spatula would get thrown in the garbage. Yeah, because as you look at where we just talked about Buffalo, we're two hours away. We go to the games We're the news is about Buffalo. We're hearing about they're the team or one of the teams that get reported on around here. It's part of our fabric or of Western yes. New York. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if I was a fan of the Rams living here in Syracuse and they moved, I'd be like, yeah, I'm still a Rams fan. I have no emotional investment from living in that area. And in your my friend opinion. may have been a Rams fan when they were the L.A. Rams to begin with. He, I, if he's I old think enough, he, he might have yeah. been, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that. he's oh, old. I enough. love the I love the uniform. <laughs> yeah, he's old enough. How, um, old, how old is old enough? Is that look? Yeah. Oh, is there an age range? I mean, I know we're just throwing different in there. Are you in a, like a certain age range that you are uh, like? Do you go on Tinder? Is there like numbers you say I can go between? You know, like, I set it between twenty four and thirty eight, but then I had a twenty four year old asking me if I wanted babies tomorrow. So oh, that you know, I, I think that's I think that's a little too young. I don't know. Sure. Who knows? Okay. You, I'm new at this. Wait, so. you were okay. upset about the part that he was too young, not the part about do you want babies tomorrow? Like, he wanted them that fast? Like, he wanted to see, like, if we yeah. could speed the process up here. I was offended he asked me that question. I sure. think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I had a girl run for the hills one time when I said, you know, I ultimately talk about, yeah, I want to get married. I assume whoever I'm with, you know, ultimately it'll go in that direction. And he freaked her out to the fact that I wanted to actually get married, like, the next day, which I didn't end up getting married for 10 more years after that. I just mentioned I wanted to get married some point in my life, and she was gone. That might have been an excuse for for something else, but whatever. Um, <laughs> bitch. Uh, so, so relocation. Uh, the nice part for Green Bay is uh, they're owned by the the, the state essentially, right. uh, so they're not moving anytime soon. Yeah. Buffalo has the nice lease that they're mm-hmm. locked into now. Uh, so while that was a, a big deal in the news eighteen months ago, two years yep. ago, I, I think it's the uh, Giants. Yeah. Were actually, to move into New York, I would be more of a fan. I so. Mean, so here's the deal um, with the Giants. Uh, so my 84-year-old grandfather, who's the oldest Giants fan I know, um, okay. g- grew up uh, when he was very young as a fan of the New York Giants mm-hmm. and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay. So the Dodgers move. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, for, for years he tried to be a – and, and, you know, he's older, so he likes baseball and mm-hmm. football equally. I, I don't know the last time I watched a, a full basketball game, but – he would watch the Braves on Superstation TBS because mm-hmm. they were on every night. Yeah. Um, for a while in the 70s, I think in the 70s, they were pretty good. He went with the Pittsburgh Pirates just to try and, and have somewhat of a local tie. Because yeah. as a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, he hated all the, the other New York teams that were still there. Right. Oh, yeah. And couldn't take the Mets seriously. And so. Uh, Nobody takes the Mets seriously. But all these years later, he just goes back to the Dodgers. Oh, he does. Even still. even in LA, because that was his team, and there's just there's okay. Something so that's about, good, though. He followed him, you know. Like if the Giants moved, I don't. Loyalty think I, is also gone nowadays. I don't think I could be a Giants so. fan, even though we're not as close to New York as Buffalo. Um, I I just I don't think I could be a Giants fan if they if they left. Um, if they left, like but the Jews are for New York. Or I mean, picked as the second team to follow, it would never be the same. No. Right. Never. I mean, it might be fun, <laughs> yeah. but it would never be the same. It wouldn't. Be. It's the renaming of the team, I think, is the, the, the thing. I mean, it's still if it was still the New York Giants and they just moved somewhere, you wouldn't mind as much, right? It's 
Like do you, if they, it's not met. I like, actually no. like when they change identities. Like remember for a year oh, yeah. it was the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. this isn't working. Like, right. it, like Houston is the oil play. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, so I actually like when they change identities all together, if they're going to, but if the if giants the change identities, then you're, you're done. No, I just, I get, there's your out. I couldn't be what, what, what's a big city that has a, I could never be like a, a Vancouver Giants fan. No, no, nor could I. I could be a New York Giants fan if they actually moved into New York. I guess that's. What oh, I if a new team moved there. No, no, or if the New York Giants actually moved their stadium to somehow played in New York, if not in New Jersey, then I wouldn't have to hear it from Kevin anymore. Oh, the whole yeah, they don't, the, the whole the Jersey, Jersey Giants. Giants he likes to call. I just do it. it. I just do it. I personally don't give a crap. I oh, just think well, obviously funny. you got it. We got to yeah, do that. Exactly. And that's where I'm I say, it. oh, it's the only team with yeah. New York. It's, we the, at least have New York in our name. Blah, and, that, blah, blah. and that's fine. The Bills <laughs> can have that honor. I'm, I'm fine with that. The, the thing is, when you go to the game, yeah, it's such a great game day experience that you don't have to go into Manhattan or Brooklyn. Oh, or yeah. I mean, you can get there so easily. I had to come out of Brooklyn to go there when I was at my brother's, and that was a horrible process. I mean, he does it every day, but I'm like, jump, we're jumping from that, from like sub subway to subway, and then bus to bus, and then we get out there. Then you got to either take a train back. I love it. Til- the next time, I just want to do tailgating. Giant right Stadium is great. Oh, you're right outside so much the stadium. Space, so much room. It, they 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 had to make a business decision. 40 years ago, and they, they made the right decision. It's so, I mean, you go in in the game, and just it's so easy to get a beer. And and I view it as, okay, great. We get two states. We get New York and New Jersey. That's I don't right. want them to ever be the, the, New, the Jersey New Jersey Giants, Giants or the New no, York yeah. slash. Okay, so there you go. What if they were to rename themselves the New Jersey? It'll never happen, but. I'd still be I'd still be Giants fan. Yeah, if, they, if they said, you know what, yeah. we play here. And, and they actually, there's a good, another killing time this summer, NFL yeah. Network special that I watched was about the relationship with the Giants and New Jersey. Okay. I didn't realize this. Um, the New York mayor, after the 86 Giants yep. won the Super Bowl, and the New York mayor refused yep. to throw them a parade because they had left New York. And he was still Koch, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, he was a good mayor, uh, but not for that reason, I guess. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it was a real heated debate in the 70s and even into mm-hmm. the early to mid-80s. Uh, that, That's uh, before he went to People's Court. That, yeah, that uh, <laughs> that the Giants had left, and yeah. the political elite in New York City was very upset about it. Sure, um, I have nothing in common with those people. I really, I really don't care if they. Yeah, call yeah. Them, if, they, if they if they call them the New Jersey Giants, I'd, I'd still be a fan. Okay, good. See, that makes me happy to hear. Um, okay, so I just want to talk about relocation. Let's move AFC. on to the AFC because I think this is the the much more challenging but probably fun uh debates to have so jeff afc east go i don't feel like the east is too challenging in the patriots um number one offense number 12 defense in my power rankings nobody likes um but uh i go with the patriots i like your power rankings you know thanks guys uh this is also easy for me unfortunately again uh the patriots for all the (laughs) i don't think we need to explain why no how many years in a row now yeah, unless they go 0-4 at the beginning of the that's, year here, but that's probably not going to happen. No, not going to happen. <laughs> as much as I want to say the New York Jets and hoping Ooh. that the Patriots will go 0-4, um, it'll be the Patriots. But there's a chance. As much as you want to say the Jets. As much as I want to say the Jets. Jets. Hey, they're, they're, they're number 11 in Jets power rankings and nobody believes in, but by the end of the season they'll be believing in. So that's not that bad. That's uh, That could happen. All right, so uh, – this is only slightly tangential. Uh, as you guys know, we get a lot of uh, emails and, and commentary here at Keys Fantasy. So now that we're talking about the AFC East, uh, it's time to – and as much as you and I just talk Giants, 
I begrudgingly admit that our that our fan base prefers the Bills. So, uh, Pete from the Anvil wrote in, is Tyrod Taylor really an elite quarterback? Will he have a good enough year in order to secure his potential $27 million salary wow. in 2017? And uh, obviously, signed the, so, so thanks, Pete, for the uh, question. Um, I'm going to take a uh, P while you guys talk about that because I don't have much to, to add. So uh, <laughs> I love the contract. Thoughts? Yeah. No, I agree. A lot of people, I think, reacted to it from a national perspective, really without thinking or reading into it. Yep. When I first saw it without Even Colin knowing, Cowherd. And Colin Cowherd was one of them, and that's kind of who I was thinking of. But I, I know when I first saw it, I thought, oh, geez, here we go, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick all over again. But I once I read into it, I do like the, um, you know, kind of the out, if you will, for the Bills. If sure. they, they, It's a performance uh, yeah. piece of it, which I think every contract should have. So I like it. I if, to answer Pete for Pete's question, I mean, the answer is yes, he can be. For him, it's going to be: is he able to stay healthy? I know that sounds like a cop out, but with all of the the scrambling and the running he did last year, which is how he ended up missing a few games, being injured. If he if he can stay healthy, play um, play like he kind of has been, and I think in the in the preseason, I like the way he's been playing. The Bills have a good running game. And that's going to be a good support that's going to help him. I think he definitely can be an elite quarterback. And by elite, I mean living up to this contract. Uh, Fair. So. That's good. Um, gosh, that move he made on Jenkins yesterday was unbelievable. Silly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, co- co- corner blitz Yeah, should get the guy. Should, quarterback, the back should, side too. Quarterback, I mean, should, yeah. quarterback should be face down. Yeah, eating grass. That uh, that was a that was an unbelievable move. I, I it was my ankles hurt watching. That's yeah. <laughs> how silly it was. Yeah. Um, Kim, what do you think, Tyrod Taylor? Is this going to work out for the Bills? I think it will. It's his second season now with the Bills. Um, he started almost all the games last year. Um, so you know, Bills fans are Bills fans should feel good about should feel good. Especially I know preseason doesn't, you know, give a, a good, you know, picture of what the season will look like, but they're doing pretty well in the preseason. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully that's true. They, uh, th- they looked good yesterday. Uh, I, uh, I love the contract. Um, speaking of Bill's contracts, uh, Brian from Camillus writes in and Brian had many One questions. Brian from Camillus um, is. So I, I had to, uh, so I had to, uh, I had to parse this out a little bit. But uh, thoughts on Reggie Bush? Um, so I, so I actually did some research on this. The Reggie Bush contract is one year, one point five million. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're a Bills fan, I don't know how you can respond in any other way than I love it. Right. Um, in the first quarter yesterday, which I, I took copious notes on this game. Uh, they were, they were going to a commercial break, and the Bills were about to have a big third down play, and the announcer, I think it was, uh, is it Tasker? That does yeah, the Steve local Tasker does and, it, yeah. And he says, so we're getting kind of a tease here because we're about to go to commercial, but the Bills have LaShawn McCoy and Bush on the field at the same time. This is kind of unconventional, but you know what? Right. we'll see what they do after the break. And, uh, and then I think Reggie Bush, unfortunately, dropped an almost perfect pass from Taylor mm-hmm. on the sideline, so he has to hold on to that, but uh, – I love it. I, I, I love the signing, and I love the idea of putting those two on the field at the same time. It's very like very Chip Kelly-ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, get a lot of speed on the field at the same time. Run some counters. Run some. Get them out into into uh, pass patterns. 
what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, it's that contract. It's it's a no brainer for the Bills, like you said. Um, you're you're taking a little bit of a chance on his health, but if he stays relatively healthy and you get them both on the field like that with McCoy, it just opens up a world of possibilities. Can you imagine those two out there and Sammy Watkins, who didn't play yesterday, right? And he's going to be, you know, off his foot surgery. He should be healthy for week one, um, hopefully. To me, it's going to be really fun to watch. It opens up a whole new world of, of possibility for them. And and it'll, a team won't be able to focus just on LaShawn. Because that, no. that was my concern, especially getting rid of Carlos Williams, is people are going to focus on LaShawn. But now if you get – if Reggie Bush just makes a few plays in that first game against Baltimore and all of a sudden people say – Hey, we got we have to account for him. Yeah. Now all of a sudden th- everything opens up. So I like it. The Bills don't have anything to lose. 1.5 million for, which not is for that deal. Yeah. A drop in the bucket and in the NFL. Deal. So, yeah. And you know we were talking about ballers earlier. Yeah. And the the aging NFL players that that are aging superstars. Yep. More more like it. Uh that is Reggie Bush. Totally. On a one year deal playing for his next probably one year deal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so if he can stay healthy, which I really hope he does, because I'm not old enough to have watched uh, Herschel Walker or Bo Jackson in college. So for me, Reggie Bush to this day is the best college football player I've ever seen in my life. Um, important part of the Saints winning the Super Bowl a few years ago. I, I really like Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I want to see him have a good year. Yeah. And uh, so, so to answer Brian's question, my thoughts are I love it. They couldn't have gone wrong with the deal, and I, and I, hope, yep. it, uh, I hope it opens things up for that offense. Um, <laughs> another one that Brian had. How in the world are Rex and Rob Ryan going to work together? <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, funny since I'm Brian's brother and I'm answering this question <laughs> about the two brothers. I think that would be relevant. I think I was not happy when when Rex brought Rob in. I I don't think Rob exactly comes in with a great track record of success, especially right. coming off of last year's debacle in in New Orleans. Uh, from an entertainment standpoint, it should be great. But unfortunately, I'm past the point of being entertained by See, Rex that's Ryan. A thing. Yeah. So as a fan, I am not excited. I don't know how they're going to get along, especially once the the proverbial shit hits the fan. And you can't fire when stuff your starts going wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So you know it's all funny now in the off season and then the preseason but they could pretend around. they're in a fight you know they could do that whole thing they totally could but if rex is like <laughs> pre-game skits like yeah on yeah Wednesday well when he dressed up as his brother <laughs> that was hilarious so nothing to do about with how football. handsome Amazing. the other brother was yeah, that, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that that, was, you gotta <laughs> give him credit that was awesome i do but uh, i just i think and if you're a comedian that makes sense sure i mean but when you're a football coach i mean that what we i don't think i think rex is a good coach i just don't think he's a good head coach i think he's a good coordinator i think that it's great now and it's fun to talk about, but the minute that that, that first bit of adversity hits the, the team or the defense in particular, that's when the true test is going to happen. And I think for any of us to try and speculate of what kind of relationship that they really have, we can't. Yeah. I don't know, but I just know that. And the fact you'll never probably see in public what they're. Well, you might if. Well, maybe <laughs> you will. Depending on what. Yeah, it maybe is. you will, I guess. But, yeah. but my thing is, you know, it's if it was just, hey, Kevin and Sam, and we're not brothers. And stuff, something happens. We're gonna, we're gonna have it, it out, and somebody's gonna get fired eventually, mm-hmm. right? Like, really, what happened to him in in New Orleans? How do you fire your brother? It, well, you say you're fired. Uh, along those same lines, <laughs> if you're Rex, Re- Rex has done the the opposite. Trump could do it. 
Just Trump could do it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Rex has done the opposite of the of of the uh, the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin approach to discipline, order. You know, Tom Coughlin's five minutes early for all meetings rule, yeah. because you can always lighten up later. Right. Yeah. Rex has a, done the opposite, which is I'll be the rah rah best friend guy, and then I'll worry about discipline and 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 the same holds true when like later. bosses and business exactly. we talk about yeah. it all oh, the time yeah. is if you're if you're an asshole in the beginning everybody hates you at your work and then all of a sudden you become just a little bit nicer everybody everybody yeah, yeah. Yeah. wow what a nice person but if you're the guy that's always you know lead by consensus this and that now you have time to to lock things down then you're just an asshole for life right. it's a it's a it's a difficult position that rex has put himself right. in yeah. he, he uh did you see his quote i don't know it was about a month ago at the start of training camp and he said, you can expect to see us be a lot more business-like yeah. in, in camp this year. It's like, what the hell is your problem? Why not last year? You, you came in, you got a nine and se- a team coming off 9-7 and seven and finished a game outside of the playoffs the year before, talented roster. Why were you not more business-like from yeah. day one? And this tried is, it that way and it didn't and work? And this is, no. as he's acknowledged, he's probably like throwing things at a dartboard, chance. just like, right. well, let's try this, let's coach. try this. Right. It's, I, I, I don't get it. Um, so, okay, uh, and one more. <laughs> One more Bills related. This is from George and DeWitt wrote in. I love the new name of the field and hope it brings them some luck. <laughs> but otherwise, not sure. Uh, not sure. This is George saying he's mm-hmm. not sure that, that, that he has much hope for this season. Uh, he rattled off a bunch of the injury concerns, suspension right. of players, uh, really everything bad in the news for the Bills mm-hmm. lately. And then he summed it up. He says, and I quote, trust me, I hope I'm wrong. But I've learned to go in not expecting a lot. It's the life of a Bills fan. <laughs> yeah, I agree with George. <laughs> I, every year, tell myself I'm not going to get excited. And for probably the first couple weeks of preseason, I'm okay with that until we get really close to the first game, and then it just happens naturally. And you can't help it. And so inevitably, to George's point, you're going to be disappointed. Um, I I think this year, though, has been – there's just been more – noise more injuries more suspensions and i just don't know what to attribute it attribute that to but it's been frustrating because we're already kind of a lower tier team to begin with and now you're getting all this the renaming of the field i'm sure from a business standpoint new era field it makes sense they're a local company they're based in buffalo um i don't know if there's still going to be any nod to ralph wilson the first owner and Mm -hmm. at the time only owner of the bills so hopefully there's at least some acknowledgement of him. Yeah. I hope that stays. Agree. But um, but I agree. I mean, there's not much else to say for George's question. I, I feel your pain, my friend. And uh, well, if it was hopefully uh, some someday we'll we'll <laughs> be able to to hoist a beer and say that it was all worth it. But it's yeah. tough. Well, if it was Brian Brian of Camilla, so I kind of uh, look at him similar to me with the Giants. It doesn't really matter. The facts are really irrelevant at this point. Yeah, They're no going to win the Super Bowl every year, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's There's no facts to back up any of that. No, no, of course that, not. I know that every fan base feels that their team gets hit with injuries the worst. Um, and it's been tough on the Bills the last couple of years. Uh, it's tough on other teams, too. Dallas, uh, Kansas City right now, who we'll talk about in the West. Uh uh, how much of that is due to uh, the teams not practicing the way they did 10, 15, 20 years ago? That's actually, that's that's a good question. I I think that um, 
my thought has always been that the way things are done now, they're actually overtraining in some mm-hmm. ways. So this, it's more of it's year round. Um, they're constantly going at it hard. I feel like there there have been That's more injuries. It's almost like <laughs> good one. <laughs> the, the the athletes are so finely tuned, and, and in my experience of not being one of those finely tuned athletes, I, I've seen friends of mine that were that the, they happen to get more injuries. They get just the, so the quad, the hamstring, yep. the whatever. So I do think there's a there is some validity to that. That and especially now they're not hitting as much and they're not going at it hard in practice uh, as much as they did. I know if you watch Hard Knocks, you heard Jeff Fisher talk mm-hmm. about this. Um, I obviously couldn't speak more to that than I have, but I think that there's some validity to it. I think it's overtraining. Almost seems like some overtraining in most of the off season, right? Followed by not enough mm-hmm. contact that's indicative of what you're going to see in the games in July and August, P- potentially. Sure. Um, I ju- I just. And I, and I didn't play as many years as you did, but I just remember it was, you know, in the 90s, <laughs> coaches stressing that uh, you better go full speed because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to get hurt. Right. <laughs> um, and it was difficult to practice in, say, shoulder pads and helmet, but not from the waist down. Right. Um, and it seems like every coach has a different idea of, from the conditioning standpoint. I played um, football, football for the um, – the best high school lacrosse coach in all of America. And all he did was made you run. He didn't, why, why pick up a ball? It's just conditioning. It, it was all he did. And that's, I think what he does for the lacrosse team. But Macera is, you know, he's, he's a fantastic coach. He wasn't a fantastic football coach by any stretch of the imagination. But I just remember every time we did anything wrong, it was just run. Yeah. Just run, 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 run. And I think we won one game that year. So it was, it was not pretty. But you never, but you were never tired. I was never tired. I was not tired. I was also a swimmer at the time, so luckily conditioning wasn't wasn't something that I needed. I needed to actually learn to play football better. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, okay, one more, and then we're going to switch divisions here. Uh, Mike from Eastwood, which I know Mike, so this is Mike from Eastwood by way of New Hampshire, and that's why he's going to ask about the Patriots. Uh, he's a little concerned over how the offensive line will play with a new quarterback the first month of the season. I think this is a very good point. Uh especially as we just talked about practice and the limitations on how much these guys can practice nowadays. Um, So the Patriots need to get a lot of preseason work in with Jimmy Garoppolo um, behind the starters. Mm -hmm. And more so than any typical Patriots year, when you have Brady and guys that he's played with forever. um, so, So quarterback has to have a relationship with the center. And then the rest of the line has to understand why the center does the things he does. So, uh, so Mike, a very smart Patriots fan, I think, you know, maybe as a Patriots fan, he's just kind of nitpicking what could possibly go what wrong. could possibly go wrong. But does um, well, what are the rules of the suspension? I mean, can he travel with the team? Could he just not be anywhere near the team during? I know, obviously, he can pr- he can go to practice, not practice. Uh, how does that work? I would I would have to look that up. But okay. even if Brady's still there practicing. The quarterback that's going to play four regular season games needs to be getting oh, yeah. snaps. Right. I'm just wondering and how much involvement. I've, I've assumed they're you know they're working together every day. If that, I just don't know how yeah, the suspension sure. works. Can can he be on this? Can he be on the sidelines? Can it's, he not? It seems like it always differs. Like I remember at one point when they were saying, I don't know if it was Brady or somebody else was suspended, and they were saying that he couldn't 
or that he could have friends over to his house, but they couldn't play catch with a football. Do you remember that one? It was one? Brady. Okay, it was Brady. Yeah. 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 Well, it was almost like with the whole Bayheim thing. I remember there was all these yeah. stipulations. I, obviously, it's a different sport, but I just remember no, them similar, saying you can, like, but you yeah. can't really yeah. discuss it. You can't do anything, and you can't show up for practices. But I was just curious how much of that happened. He's there being an assistant coach, yeah. um, essentially. Uh, you know, line has to get snaps. used to a new quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Now, now every other team that has a new quarterback this year could say, "Well, who the hell cares? Us too. We're in the yeah. same boat." Yeah. But but they but, don't have a Brady but, sitting there. But, but with as them. far as the Patriots' consistent excellence. Um, that's been part of it is they, they've got the closest thing you can have to a coach on the field that the line knows well that's <laughs> it works with yeah. respects trusts, and now you know it's somebody different so and they got belichick so, so it'll, it'll be fine you know but it, it'll be interesting to see they you know one thing the teams are protecting their quarterbacks now in the preseason and in the case of the patriots he probably has to play a little bit more yeah than, see than say night. brady would yeah brady, brady had a slice on his finger so he couldn't play so Garoppolo okay. got the start. Oh, yeah. Well, how'd they say he did that? He did that playing? Uh... Putting his cleats on. Oh, is that what it was? It's, such... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I love it. That's unbelievable. Um, okay. Uh, that's a lot of uh, AFC East. We AFC will, North uh, at this point? Everybody goes New England there. Um, yeah. in, in an effort of moving on to the AFC North? AFC North. Um, Jeff. All right. Um, I was going between the Steelers and the Bengals on this one, um, I think, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yep, I have the Steelers as well, and it's uh, we talked a little bit earlier too about why. I think when it comes down to uh, really winning a game that matters, which it could come down to, I think the Steelers are going to be the team to do that. Okay. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, I read somewhere that they have uh, – kind of an easy schedule the first couple weeks in regards of what quarterbacks they're um, playing against. So um, hopefully they can get a couple wins early on. Yeah, they've nice. got the Jets. Um, let's see. You said yeah, the did Jets. Did you read that on Tinder? Jets that... Yeah. <laughs> Tinder Cincinnati. I did not read that on Tinder. <laughs> Tinder Natty. I'm just kidding. Um, Jets, Steelers, Broncos, Dolphins, Cowboys. Any chance that we get a bounce back year from Baltimore? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. I do think they are a team that's kind of swinging back in the right direction, but not this year. When he wasn't on appearing on Ballers, Terrell Suggs says this is uh, this is hands down the best the Ravens have looked since sure. the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, f- for whatever it's worth. Uh, okay, let's go. I, I think these are these last two. I I really believe are the the hardest two divisions to pick this year. Uh, Jeff, let's start with the AFC South. South. Um, yeah, these guys are all pretty. Um, between the Texans and the Colts, the Titans, I don't think, or the Jaguars even have a chance, in my opinion. So I know you guys don't feel the same about the Jaguars as I do, um, but I'm going to go with the Texans on this one with a power ranking of 10 overall. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I did struggle a little bit with this one. I, I kind of think the Jags are a team on the upswing, but at the end of the day, I still am going to go with the Colts just because I think that they, they seem to find a way um, when they're put – to the test a little bit in that division, which is rare, but uh, my my gut feeling on top of that is is the Colts. Yeah, because the Texans uh, offense is only ranked number twenty seven, so it's going to be their defense that, that I'm I'm feeling. Um, I agree with Kevin. Colts. Andrew Locke looks healthy, mm-hmm. so. The only thing I disagree with you on, Jeff, is that uh, I forget which two Titans and Jags. Maybe you said yeah they don't stand a chance. I could buy any 
uh, well-written argument yeah, for yeah. all four of the teams sure, in this division. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go probably uh, more of a heart than head pick here and go Jacksonville. Um, wow, okay. But I, but I really like Tennessee too, and I expect – I expect Indy to be competitive, mm-hmm. and I, I actually think the Texans wow. are the. Hmm. Well, if we'll it see. matters, I'd, which I don't know if you care or not, but I have them as a 31 ranked offense and 29 <laughs> ranked defense. Who's that, Jacksonville? Jacksonville this yeah. year. I, but that made I, that could change very quickly. Um, okay, uh, I just I. I, I don't You're think anyone, I don't think I don't think anyone is too. Uh, Nobody has a clue. Too solid in, yeah. in, in their convictions there. But, no. Yeah. Um, okay, one more. AFC West, Jeff. Um, this is – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, but I, wow. I, I do um, I do struggle a little bit because I know a lot of people are going to take the Broncos in this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs with the number two defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and number six overall in my power ranking – Mathematical algorithm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's an interesting pick. Uh, I am going to go with the Broncos, even though earlier I was saying that I think they're going to take a step back. But for them, still a step back is to win this division. Um, I do think that the Raiders are a team to watch out for, and they could be the dark horse here. I just don't think they're there yet. And the Chargers, surprisingly, I think are going to be a little, a lot better than they have been. But, again, I don't think it's enough to overtake the Broncos. I think the Broncos will win it narrowly, but they will win it. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think um, it might take them a couple games, but uh, maybe midseason Paxton Lynch will um, be a good uh, fantasy football score. Really? Okay. Um, score, so we'll see uh, Broncos. Okay. Um, quick uh, quick email yeah. from, from Jeremy and Camillus. Uh is this relevant to your pick? This is lengthy. Uh, there's so much to be concerned about with the Kansas City Chiefs this year. How oh. long How long will Justin Houston be out? Will he miss most or all of the season? When will Eric Berry even report? Uh, how will the defense respond to those players coming back if they come back? And then on offense, what will Jamar Char- Jamal Charles' workload be? Um, hmm. So – uh, that's a lot of questions, so thank you, Jeremy, for sending those. Uh, I think Barry is back sooner more than, than later, especially now that their camps – I read that their camp – with their camp being over and the way they've treated him and the contract negotiations really hasn't been very good. So he probably kind of pulled a stray hand here and just didn't want to go to camp that much. Um, so I think he's back soon, so that's good news. He's a he's an unbelievable player, by the way. I don't know about you, Kevin. I He was probably my favorite – Tennessee player of the last 10 years um yeah I agree in an era when Tennessee didn't always have great teams Mm -hmm. he always had unbelievable games uh against Alabama Florida yep um so so I had little doubt that he'd be a a great pro um as far as Charles what I'm I'm looking at here they're saying that he's been very involved in nine out of seven drills in Thursday's practice so, so I think well I think that I think the deal with him isn't and I and I don't know if I'm interpreting the email properly, but I don't think the deal, I don't think the concern with him is how will he handle the workload, because last year those other backs. You think played how really, much they're going to the, give the it team, to him? The team was better after the injury. I think the the question now is how does Andy Reid and the offense keep all of those backs happy and getting enough carries and mm-hmm. enough snaps and enough looks? Um, you know, how do you manage that? 
I, I think uh, because that's a challenge, but I think it's it, it's for the and he had asked about Justin Houston, who there's no timetable in his return. Tom Bahali is hurt also. Yep. So mm -hmm. this team that that the defense was a real strength last year. Now the offense is going to have to carry right. this team if they're going to win that division. So from a fantasy perspective, um, he's now there. We're, we're looking at the second best running back for fantasy purposes um, this year because there's going to be very a lot of variability with him. So yeah, but he's we'll see what happens. I mean, twenty nine year old veteran. They're saying that uh, they're going to they, they're saying that the people really thought that he was going to see less, but um, he's going to be cheaper. Well, yeah. Um, it's just he's not gonna he's not gonna be in the field every down no. the way he used to no. uh, if they're smart about it. So, um, but anyway, I think I think the biggest thing with the mm -hmm. Chiefs though is is Alex Smith, who's looked good so far. But so we all know uh, he won't lose a game for you, right? Especially if you give him a good defense and good ground game. Mm -hmm. Now the question is the defense isn't as stacked. Um, they might get better. They might get healthier as the season goes on, which would be right. awesome for them. But out of the gate, they're they're not going to be the same as last year. So, so can Alex Smith actually win you games? And 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 all of a sudden, there's no Peyton Manning. Yep. Uh, Rivers a year older, and uh, who's oh well Derek Carr is coming on. So, in that but in that division, well the River everyone would say Rivers is the best quarterback at this point. But um, you know he he needs to be more than just. Alex Smith, 20 of, or, you know, actually 15 of 21 for 120 yards and, yeah. and no interceptions, right? The the league, or that, that division itself, I think, is is more difficult this year than it, than it was last year as a whole. Because yes. I think the Raiders and Chargers are going to be better. better. Denver will take a step back, but they're still going to be very good. Uh, I think that the question that you asked, can, can he win you a game – I I would say that I wouldn't feel confident in that. It's hard. It just it's hasn't hard, been proven. It's hard you know? to be all in. He's a great right? game manager. Yeah. But they've always had a good running game to go along with that good defense. Yeah. And then he's always made a pass here and there when he needed it. Yeah. Um, this is a difficult one. They're always a funny team. I, now you have Nick Foles coming in. Yeah. He's proven to be kind of a one-hit wonder here and there. I mean, does he come in and is – is he anything? Is there any even? Is it, is it even an issue? Can he do something? I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, but I, Alex Smith would have to be really bad for Andy or Reed hurt, to, right. or hurt for Andy Reid to make that change. I, I I think. And I think Andy Reid likes the, the the kind of quarterback like that Smith he is, where he's he's just managing the West, game West and Coast offense. Yep, it's all routes. Yeah, exactly. Like here, Andy Garcia or Andy Garcia, Jeff Garcia, Jeff Garcia. <laughs> Thinking Jeff of the Gar actor, Andy yeah. Jeff. But Jeff Garcia, uh, yeah, one so of the anyway. best West Coast quarterbacks ever. Yeah, broke, no doubt. Uh, broke some of uh, Montana and Young's Forty Nine ers single season records. That's right. Um, <laughs> but that, that but Andy great, Garcia would probably be a pretty good quarterback too. I would think. Like yeah. in a in a like in a in a powder puff league where he, where he's uh, the only guy playing a, like all time a celebrity game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, AFC and NFC wild cards. Uh, any thoughts? We kind of. Let's go back to the NFC for a second because we kind of glossed over that. We made picks, but uh, anyone surprising that jumps into a wild card slot in the NFC? I think one goes to either the Arizona or Seattle non-division winner. 
So for me, I have I have the Cardinals, and I have Minnesota as my wild cards in the NFC. I went Seahawks because I had Arizona winning right. the division. I actually went Redskins. Okay, I could definitely see that happening. I, I just think the Vikings have a, a tough yeah. schedule this year. They do. Anything surprising? I'm not playing inside I, of a I'm glass. On the, ship. I'm on the boat with with Kevin. I think. Um, wait, who did you say, Kevin? What were your What was your first one? Cards and Vikings. Yeah. Yep, I'm liking that. Any two NFC wild cards that we haven't mentioned that could sneak into the discussion? Well, um, I pick Cardinals, so um, you know. Seahawks. Seahawks or um, and I pick Redskins so then I'd go with Cowboys okay so very good uh, Jeff AFC wildcards you got um, let's see we make a call here um, so I want Patriots uh, I don't know <clears throat> do I like the Bills I, I I'll don't help know. you out do I like the Bills? Cuff? No, no. <laughs> no. You know, I'm feeling it for you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with some Bills. Bills stuff. It. It's gotta Thank happen. You. This, this is the year, Kev. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I will go. Uh, that, that'll be at least the one I know for sure that okay. is gonna happen. Okay. Just so you know. Cool, man. I appreciate sure. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know about another one. Um, Baltimore. Can I go with them? Well, you can. can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I will. I. I'm just glad you didn't say Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, so for me, I, I've been hinting towards this all morning or all day. Uh, the, there's a couple teams that I think are up and coming, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a risk because they're coming from the same division. But I'm going with the Raiders and the Chargers. Okay. What? Like what? <laughs> I like it. I um, I'm out on the ledge too here. I. And a limb or a ledge? Because I'd be really um, concerned about the ledge part. Limb, whatever, whatever the terminology is. Uh, we have to talk you back off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, 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 sort of similarly, not in the same division, but I, I went Jacksonville as my AFC South winner, mm-hmm. and then I'm also going to have the Tennessee Titans sneak in. Wow. So nice. I'm thinking. So, so I'm saying Indy and, and Houston at the bottom of the division this year. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, and then I am, I am, we haven't talked about him a lot today, but I am leaning towards the Jets. Okay. 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 Um, I picked the Jets for my AFC East. So, um, you know, I know New England would probably win, but I want to say the Jets will be able to make the playoffs as well. And then um, possibly the Jaguars. I am basically guessing. That's, we all are. So we're all doing <laughs> we're all <out>. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, vets divisions and playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just uh, let's just go all the way. Let's go all the way yeah. to uh, the Super Bowl, Jeff. Well, I'm going back to my my original Super Bowl pick was Seattle, right? Is that what we're asking? Is that the question we're asking right now? Who's going to who win the Super Bowl? Who do you got? AFC, NFC, and who's going to win? Oh, for each one, I have to pick uh, who plays in the game and who wins. Right. Okay. All right. So let's see who we got here. Obviously, I I do this all right while we're going here. So um, AFC, I just it, it pains me to pick the Patriots. That doesn't mean it's not the best. Patriots, player. Seahawks, Seahawks. A rematch. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, I'm halfway with you. Pa- I have the Pats and Packers 
okay. uh, in the championship with the Patriots okay. winning a close game. I don't want to pick the same. Those are both, you know, two good teams from the NFC. So I'm going to say Patriots and Cardinals. Mix it up a bit. I did have the same as you, New England and Green Bay. And uh, I just think New England's on a mission after the after the suspension. And I uh, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I I could go either way in the game. I, I think Green Bay, based on schedule, um, I talked about it earlier, not technically winning the Central last year and having a lighter schedule than Minnesota. I think that sets them up for a one seed. And I like them at home in the playoffs. And AFC, I just don't see a dominant team. No. So in so so that's why I default to New England. Yeah. Other than the Giants, of course. I see a lot well, the of Giants aren't in the AFC. <laughs> I see a lot of just a dominant team. I, I see a lot of teams between six and ten and nine and seven, ten and six in the AFC that are not that different. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think it's an easier path, if you will, for the Pats. Okay. Uh, if not, uh, unless anybody has any other uh, crazy predictions, uh, I think we have pretty much covered that. Uh, Jeff, do you want to get into some fantasy focus? Yeah, I want to talk about um, a few fantasy things, a few other things I'd like to bring up. Um, obviously, we're QSFantasy.com, so it's important to always uh, touch on the fantasy world. This year, uh, we've always been FanDuel partners. We've just applied to become DraftKing partners um, one of the things I'm excited about with DraftKings is now added a leagues feature, um, which would allow us to bring in as many people as we want. So if we get all several thousand of our listeners uh, with us this year, that would be fun. When I say thousand, I might mean tens of tens, tens of people, tens of tens, <laughs> tens of people. Um, but I'm pretty excited about that. One of the things that uh, is a little unfortunate is that FanDuel is still not taking bets right now. Um, I attempted yesterday. I did. Um, I'm just waiting for a deposit I'm going to put into um, DraftKings, but it's not looking like either of them are taking bets at the moment. I'm really hoping that changes by the t- beginning of the season. Um, they have on their website, FanDuel just says that it's going to be available here very soon. So FanDuel's come out with a bunch of new rules. This is all to comply with the new regulations. Obviously, New York State is taking a nice piece of the pie. It was very difficult to determine exactly what they're taking other than there's a 15% tax now, and there's also a franchise fee that is being charged to each of these these larger companies based on the size. Um, so as far as that goes, New York's going to now make some money off of it. There's real regulation in place. FanDuel's do, we com- the, do we know if the 15% tax is just based on – are they are they hitting FanDuel? But do they also hit you if you win? If you're if you're up a hundred dollars in your account and you go to cash out, does that mean you only have eighty five dollars? My understanding is that's not the case. That 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 it's on the um, the profit made on the so it's not the overall contest, but the, not the overall revenue of the contest, but the revenue of the fees that they're charging um, everybody. So you normally get those nice oh, the fees. load the charge fee. Yes, okay. yeah, that's my understanding. Um, Having said that, they've they've had to make a lot of uh, a lot of different changes in there because you still have to you know you still have to put your tax form in. You're still going to get a 1099 at the end of the year if you make a you know a certain amount of money on there. Um, they've they're they're saying that they've made this a much more fair and level playing field for the players. Now most of us will be in a status called a as an unexperienced player. If you haven't won over twenty five hundred dollars, you are allowed to play against other people that haven't won over over twenty five hundred dollars or a certain amount of contests that you've won. 
Um, so I think a, a good chunk of us will still land in that area, which is a really good opportunity for us to win some games early in the year. Um, so you, you'll actually have a marking by your name that will actually say um, whether it's not – there's an exact word. It's called beginner contests. Um, so they're trying to keep people of equal experience together. What happens is you get these people out there, these, these you know, just experts at it that will put in for a multitude of games. They'll play thousands yeah. of games a weekend. Um, and they're really locking down on a lot of that. They're not allowing people to use um, computer-generated mm -hmm. scripts and things like that to, to get out there. Um, again, they never allowed that before, but they now they're saying they're not allowing it, which means that they it wasn't really you know enforced. they were a little, it wasn't enforced. It wasn't they, enforced or audited, it, it, yeah. and they didn't have the ability. I don't think they had much of an ability to do anything about it. It's like eBay saying that people aren't going to be able to use automated bidding. They, yeah, they, they still do, and there's still things um, uh, to do it. So we'll be considered either experienced or highly experienced, um, or you can just be considered what's a beginner. I to me, it's a positive to be a beginner because. Um, we've been playing all all last year. We were playing against all the best people on those big tournaments. Um, so when we played against each other, it's not quite as bad. Um, our our way is clearly better. If you're if you're worried about these things, yes, just playing with just come to come I was to, about our to say just playing with yourself. But I knew that would play <laughs> and and uh, and play in our games where you know everyone. Yeah. So you're not getting taken. Yeah. And I think the advantage might be now is I don't know exactly how it's going to work with DraftKings. You know, before we could do a 20 player game, a 10 player game. Obviously we want to expand our, uh, our listener base. And one of the things Sam and I talked about a lot is, Hey, this kind of sucks because we can only, we can only play 20 players. Well, if we have a couple hundred people listening, we want everybody to get on the games. Now this league will allow us to get as many people in that we want. It'll actually keep a leaderboard for the whole year. Um, I know last year we were FanDuel and Yahoo. One of the things I like about DraftKings is just there's a lot more sports. Um, I'm a big fan of playing. I would like to play with, in some of the other sports. Obviously, we're, we're, we're very football-focused here, but that is, uh, um, I think, one of the things that will be different. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll get some games out there. We'll get the leagues put together and, and hope that we can get everybody in there. Um, so, you know, on the fantasy, we're just waiting to see what happens with um, if, if these guys open it up for us to start betting. And as soon as they do, you can, sure enough, that you'll start, everybody will start getting the emails. Um, hopefully we get everybody signed up at QsFantasy.com this year, and then they'll get our email blasts when they go out. Um, and I don't know if anybody else has anything to, to talk about the, the fantasy um, world with. If not, I have a few other things I just wanted to mention. I'm just excited to play. Just yeah. happy to uh, happy to be setting some lineups again, and uh, and I'm excited to try DraftKings. Yeah, because I always just did the fan duels that we did, and yeah. uh, so I so it'll be interesting to to try them both. Yeah, yeah, that's why a lot I of Sundays have... I'll probably be playing both. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm excited about too, and having the some of the different the odd sports they have like MMA and golf and things like that. So I, I probably won't here. do those. But I, I'm going to have to just to see what it's like. I'll go and I'll lose some money, and then I'll stop doing it. <laughs> I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Although FanDuel NBA is pretty fun. I did I did fairly good at some of the NBA games. Yeah, yeah those are fun to do. Yeah. And okay. they, there's so many of them. They move quick. Um, so as far as the, the, the fantasy, let's. I'm, I'm excited for it. I say we get the ball rolling with that. We are QsFantasy.com. That's how we started. So we might as well, uh, you know, stick to that. Um, one of the things I want to mention, two things. One is a sports-related thing, and that is um, the U.S. women's domination of the Olympics. I think to not mention the Olympics um, this time of year would just be a, a faux pas on our part. Um, 
I personally enjoy watching Olympics, being a swimmer and ex-water polo player. Um, but the women's water polo team absolutely dominated. It was fantastic to watch for me especially because I love watching the game. Um, but I just, you know, a little a shout out to the U.S. women have absolutely dominated the Olympics this year. With a, with a father of two daughters, that gets me pretty excited. So, uh, so those weirdo religious countries that don't let women play sports should they change. should watch that? Yeah, they I was. Should, I said this is an affront to a sh- Sharia law. This, <laughs> 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 this is um, like when Jesse Owens won the uh, the hundred meter dash in Germany in nineteen thirty something, right in right in Hitler's face. You 19, know, uh, thirty two or thirty six. Well, yeah, something like thirty six. Yeah, I can't okay. remember. I yeah. just wonder though, water. I mean, it could be a dangerous thing though with the girls wearing their burkas, the full suit thing. I, I would see I that would be tough. I, mean, I don't know how they would do with the hijab. You know, that same, would be difficult. Same with the synchronized swimming. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that would be, mm-hmm. that it would be, be a concern. Different. That would be tough. I don't. I mean, I guess that would weight you down a little, but it would add to the you know the the theater of the whole thing for sure. It would. <laughs> uh, I, I was. I, I I watched a lot of the swimming. Um, watched I watched a lot of the track. Oh yeah, uh, our girls are phenomenal. It's unbelievable. They're, they really? are. They With are that just, whole relay thing and all the different yeah. things. It's just unbelievable. They, I, I love the relay story when they when they peeled the and they had to run the time trial by and then themselves they still because that is it. so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but they, they've been really impressive. Uh, basketball, it's like these other countries. The girls aren't even playing. I mean, yeah. They're just not. We're, they're, yeah. they're just not on the same level. It's like UConn playing uh, against uh, the other, other division one. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're just, uh, yeah. Uh, girl sports here uh, are just so much yeah. farther advanced. And it's almost an indication of a society. I look at it. No, it you is. Know, it is I've become much thing. more of a woman's lib type person now that I have two daughters. So um, you kind of you always know. have been. I, yeah, you know, I've always been pro women. You know, yeah, me too. You know, I, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to go too much farther on that because I could go down an ugly road. But to put yeah, <laughs> to put a bow on that, one stat I heard last night that was cool was that if the you take away the men's medals for the U.S. and just look at the U.S. women's team, they would be the fourth ranked country. That's unbelievable. Just on their women's yeah. uh, medals, which I thought was awesome. So yeah, so that's to your point. Yeah, that's great. It, that, to me, it's exciting to see, and, and maybe it's more. It might be a bigger statement about the countries that embrace that, and aren't a bunch of morons that uh, you know oppress women. They see that you know clearly women are smarter. We found that I've I've known that for years, but now they're also becoming fantastic uh, international athletes and representing the United States, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Would that make you apt to vote for a woman, a woman for president? If there was a uh, a woman that I, you know, see, I I guess I never looked at it like I would I would care either way whether it was a woman. Although I do, it's almost like I want to get that out of the way, so that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It would be the only reason I would want Hillary to win for no other reason other than that. Like I wanted to make sure there was an Afro American president. I want to make sure that there's a woman president. Now we just now that's not a thing anymore. Now we know that the American people have it in them to vote uh, an African-American president. They have it in them to vote for um, a woman president. So now we can just move on and, and look into that. Because it's unfortunate, I think a lot of people will vote her with for her because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So um, no, I, I would say it wouldn't make me more apt, I guess, um, because I always know that women are smarter. It wasn't the issue. It's just, uh, you know, I couldn't vote for her. I don't think I can, though. <laughs> um, so, Same. Yeah, so in that particular case, the only other thing, speaking of women and um, one of the most wonderful things they can do in the world is the, the art of 
uh, making a baby. And I wanted to take this time to congratulate Sam on his upcoming uh, child. He did say it was okay to bring that up today. So, um, Sam, just wanted to say congratulations. I know you're right down the uh, right down the road here. When's the when's the due date? Uh, thank you. Uh, September 10th. And so it could be any day now. Okay. Uh, had a had a rousing good time at uh, Krauss birthing class last week. Oh, that's so, right. I remember doing uh, that class. So I now uh, you did the weekend one though. You didn't do the, did the one every night. Yeah. No. Um, did you so, sit up on the ball and do the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did all that crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, so just in time to uh, interfere with uh, the beginning of college football season. Yeah, you guys so, didn't plan that one out. So yeah. no, yeah. not really. But you you know you can't can't always plan everything. No, um, you can't. So, so speaking of which, um, we've uh, we, we're gonna college football season is gonna kick off before uh, the week before the NFL, and for those of you locally, you are hopefully excited about uh, Syracuse University, new era, new coach, new system, uh, lots Kevin, lots in the news mm. about Coach Babers, about the offense, about the way that Syracuse is gonna play this year. Um, but do they have the players to compete with Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, even mm. Pitt? Right. Uh, I think they have better talent than what they they maybe are getting credit for right now. Is it enough to compete with uh, Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame, Louisville? Uh, probably not quite there yet. But I am very optimistic about this season as far as just being a a stepping stone into what the future is going to be. I think I've been telling people when they ask, I could see four or five wins Mm -hmm. being kind of the the realistic um, position they end up in just because they have such a – really, they do have a tough schedule. They have the eighth-hardest schedule in the country. Um, You know, and they, they have to play every year, Clemson, Florida State, you throw in a, a basically a home game with Notre Dame. I know they call it neutral site, but it's pretty much a home game for them. I hate that game. For Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I do too. I hate it. That, I've got that, tickets that, for that, that game and a hotel room already. That, I mean, it'll be fun I don't, think, I don't know if I'm going to be able to end up being able to go, but. Well, yeah. But I, I just think uh, I think that my, my goal or my hope would be for them to, to, you know, win five games, maybe six potentially, but. But but really to build that foundation for the coming years, getting a couple more players in um, offensively, obviously. I don't think they're going to have a problem attracting talent on the offensive side. My concern is the defense moving forward. I, I've, I look at schools like TCU and Baylor, big explosive offenses like what we're going to be running, and you can just never seem to have also a really good defense. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they just can't do it. They just don't. Yeah. They, they just don't match. And now, they, would I be upset if we're in the same position as Baylor and TCU as far as the national rankings? No. I'd be amazing. But I, I just I want to see us get better uh, recruits for the defensive side down the road. And But I'm stoked. I mean, I think Babers is the right guy. We've, as Syracuse fans for years, said, we have a dome. Why aren't we running a wide-open offense? And now we finally have it. I think we need to be patient and give him a chance. But I think every Syracuse fan should be excited about the future of the football program. I, um, before I forget the 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 point you made, because it was a good one about the defenses from the Big Twelve. So is part of that because in practice, 
you practice every day against that type of offense rather than the traditional pro-style SEC Big Ten offenses. And then when you play them out of conference late in the season, you're just not ready for it. Um, no, because I think you look at when TCU and Baylor play each other, mm-hmm. and his score is fifty-two to fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Those are the two; they run the same offense. It's not exactly basically. a defensive battle. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, they, so, they, so my so they, point is, yeah, okay. the, the focus is on offense; it's not on defense. It, it, so you're saying that's that's infectious to the coach? That's that's the coaching staff. That's the administration. That's yeah. This is how we play, and this is how we're going to schedule practice, and this is how we're and going to And that's just to, the way it's going to that's be. That's the priority. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. the priority is uh, we'll, we'll, we'll outscore them. Right. And that's what we're going to work on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a really good uh, observation and, and, and something to look out for then, I guess. Uh, yeah. So speaking of those teams in, uh, in the Big 12 and other conferences, let's just quickly uh, – we're not going to get into nearly the detail we did of the NFL, but everybody enjoys the college football playoff now at the end of the year. Um, Kevin, I'm going to let you go first on this. If you had to, right now in August, make a crazy Final Four prediction, any thoughts? A crazy Final Four prediction would be – They're all crazy. I point. know. So I, I have the ones that you would suspect. I ha- I – Definitely think Alabama, you know, will be there at the end. Oh, Clemson. Alabama is going to win the SEC. So I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be that the SEC champion is the one because I'm about to make my crazy pick. Okay. But Alabama, Clemson, um, Oklahoma, I think could be one. It's going to be, though, My here's my crazy pick, and this is completely out of left field. If someone later wants to queue up Rocky Top, okay, uh, while they're playing this, <laughs> okay, my son Kellen sings Rocky Top. I have a video of it. Rocky um, Top, Tennessee. Okay, so so that is really interesting for licensing reasons, Kev. I can't yeah, play yeah. that right now. <laughs> Alabama's schedule is brutal. Yeah, and that includes going to Tennessee. Yep. And if you think they're both going to get in. Do you think they're splitting? Okay, that's where I'm going with this. Yep. So Tennessee's going to win a close game at home in the regular season, and Alabama's going to win the championship game? Alabama will come in with one loss to the championship game of the SEC. Okay. Tennessee will come in undefeated. Undefeated. This is why it's cra- – look, uh, do I really th- – Sam, uh, do I think this is really going to happen? No, maybe. It's, it's as good – But as, it's fun. It's fun. Because it – It'd be amazing. The schedule plays did. out great for Tennessee this year. It does. And the, you know what? You look at the fact that, like, the Florida game, for example, they mm-hmm. haven't beaten Florida in 11 years. I I love all the trash talking that's going on back and forth between Florida and Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to – I mean, they're going to beat them this year. I think this is going to be the year they do it. It's at home. Um, and I think that's going to propel them to finally get over the hump that they've been kind of pushing towards. Now, undefeated winning the SEC is crazy or even being in the SEC championship – but I think they can do it, and that's my surprise pick. I could have gone chalk, and it'd be boring. If you went chalk, you'd have to choose though between Alabama and LSU. And it sounds like you choose Alabama. I do choose Alabama. LSU, I I like LSU and I love Fournette. I just think that 
the same thing that happened last year is going to happen to them again. They're going to start off with the hype, and you know they're going to be undefeated for a while. I think that eventually they're they unless they can find a quarterback that can throw the ball, LSU is sure. not going to go anywhere. To me, Alabama can bring in whoever ends up starting for them, and he's going to be a game manager because they're bringing back. They develop him at least that far. They do. Yeah. And I I as much as it pains me to say it, Lane Kiffin has actually done he's a really great. nice job. He's great. He's um, done a really good job of running that offense. So I trust them. Just despite the Twitter age. Yeah. Controversy. Well, here's you know what you talked earlier about Steelers and and the Bengals. To me, it's a little bit of this with Alabama and LSU because LSU may get them once in the in the regular season in that the game of the century yeah. from years ago, yep. but they they lose the game that matters. Yeah. You know. So I think I that uh, I think Alabama would be the team of those two. But my crazy pick, and I just had to figure come up with something nutty, was Tennessee. I it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think they play either nine or ten games in the state of Tennessee this year. Yeah, because Vandy. Because Vandy. And then they play, they play the at Virginia Georgia. Tech game. Yeah, that's in Bristol. Is in Bristol. Yep. That's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be 70,000 people. That, that's going to be really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think they play at Georgia. Yep. They obviously play Florida in uh, Jacksonville every year. Is that right? No, Georgia does. Georgia plays Georgia, Florida. Oh, shoot. Fl- that's right. Florida that's and right. Tennessee play home and home. That's right. So, so, yeah. they, play at, so they play at Georgia. Mm-hmm. They get Alabama at home. And the schedule – Schedule worked out really yeah. well for them, and they return all the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, the Alabama Tennessee rematch scenario, really like that. Um, yeah, but that fun. that's going to have to be a hell of an SEC championship game to get them both back in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that could come into play is if the Big Ten beats each other up, which in that Big Ten East with Everybody, everybody is so quick to dismiss Michigan State, who beat both right. Michigan and Ohio State last year. Yeah, um, if those three all kind of get into like a one and one, and then one of them loses to a not so good Big Ten West team, I, I can really see the Big Ten being left out. I, and that's why I didn't have a Big Ten team. I didn't have a Pac Ten team. I think those two leagues are going to beat each other up to the point where you're going to have, you know, your best team might have one loss that compared to a one-loss SEC team isn't going to get it done or even two losses. Yeah. So I think I think the Big Ten and Pac-10 will beat each other up. I think you'll see a team from the ACC, the Big Ten, and – I'm sorry, the Big 12, which should be called the Big Ten. Yes. And, uh, and the SEC, maybe two teams from there. And, and ACC, you've got to go Clemson, right? I did, and that's exactly right, yeah. I, and especially Florida State with their – just I think they're a mess. And – as an aside, any team that's being followed all year in a documentary, I think, is just a, like the worst thing ever for that team. It's a curse. So, and they are being followed by I forget who is it Showtime or whoever's doing yeah. it. Yeah. So that's like that was just a bad omen anyway. So I'm going with Clemson. They're the better team. It'll play well when they don't do well. Yeah. On, on yeah. a documentary. All right, Kimberly. <coughs> do you have a college football? Final Four prediction. You're an SU alum, so if you want to have Syracuse win the ACC, that's fine. But um, I don't think they will. Okay. It's been hard because, you know, ever since I graduated from SU, mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't really had a winning season. So, um, you know, I'm still a fan. It's just uh, there's not too much excitement now. Okay. Um, no, I don't I don't have a prediction it's, for it's any a, Final Four. It's a, it's a difficult prediction to make right now. Um, 
I'm going to agree with Kevin on Clemson. Uh, I, I, ju I just think they've, they're the, they're the Bengals if the Bengals can get past the Steelers. They're, mm -hmm. they're, the, they're, they're there. For years, they were a team that won <laughs> seven or eight games when they should win 10 or 11. Right. And Because uh, they've always recruited well. Um, but they've arrived. Uh, so I like Clemson to get back. Same with Oklahoma, mm -hmm. um, mostly just because the the conference is so weak. Right. Uh, so I so I like their path, and I too am gonna, as we just discussed, leave the Big Ten out. Uh, I mean, I'm going to. I, I know it's, uh, I know it's preseason hype, but I'm gonna jump on the LSU bandwagon okay. in the SEC. I do think they'll play Tennessee in that game in the championship game, uh, and I do think Tennessee could be undefeated. Mm -hmm. Uh, that day uh, all right so I've got a I've got a dark horse fourth from the pack 12 can I guess I want you to all right so it's a dark horse I'm gonna say I know who I think but I'm gonna go with UCLA no Washington I expect this team to <laughs> beat both of them to beat Washington and UCLA yes in back-to-back -back weeks actually kind of late in the season well, I, I don't I don't know if you're you don't know their, you don't know their schedule off the top of your head. Yeah, I mean, it, they're from the uh, they're from the south, and it's not USC, and it's not UCLA. They're from the south, and it's not UCLA or USC. Um, is it uh, an Arizona team? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you uh, just tell me. Utah Utes. Wow. Okay. That is a, that is not a bad pick. Okay, I really like their schedule. Yeah, uh, they're gonna. They've got uh, three uh, non-conference games with BYU being the only, mm -hmm. uh, the only real challenge. They get BYU at home, and and Utah's recruited better than BYU these past probably five years. Uh, week four, uh, they get USC at home. Uh, it was a close game at SC last. Uh, SC pulled away a little bit, right. but. It, uh, I expect them to beat USC at home. Uh, at Cal, they're going to win that game. Arizona yeah. at home. Mm -hmm. At Oregon State. Then here's where it gets tricky later in the season. At UCLA, toughest game on their schedule. Um, the following week, back-to-back -back tough games, but they get the, the second of the two at home, which I think is huge in college. In college, when you win the, the big game at home, but then a week later have to go on the road, that's where I think the team that gets upset right. when they go on the road the next week. So what I like about this is UCLA and Washington back-to-back. -back, if they can win at UCLA, then they come home for Washington. Okay. Um, and then uh, at Arizona, get Oregon at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at Colorado, who's not very good. Right. Um, I think that's a really, really exceptionally – and no Stanford unless they meet them in the right. championship game. Okay. So no real no no crazy non-conference yeah. uh, uh opponent BYU like at home uh and then uh just getting Oregon at home, getting Washington at home, getting USC at home, only UCLA on the road. Yeah. Interesting. I like so it. I, I spent I I spent a long time in this because it was <laughs> so hard to not just take Clemson. You know, unless you wanted to take Florida State. Right. To not take Oklahoma. And then, uh, and then the Big Ten I felt like was the easy, odd guy out this year. Yeah, 
So if I wanted something crazy, I had to go out west. <laughs> and that schedule, when I, when I took a look at that, I said, no, this is too good to be true. I must have missed an, an at somewhere versus a versus. And uh, hmm. I, I think uh, great coach, by the way. Yeah. Great, uh, winning, Kyle, Kyle Whittingham. Whittingham. Yeah. Yep. Great coach. Um, mm -hmm. Really underrated program before they joined the Pac-10. And then that's an example of where making the right move for a school into the right conference has has really uh, paid dividends right so, uh whether they make it that far or not they, they would have to beat probably stanford yeah. in the championship game and they would need stanford to come in with a good record sure to solidify their resume but if they could if if they if they go undefeated oh well, even then. with that schedule and with stanford they're in yeah uh, so that so there's a that's a good one. I like it. Crazy one. Yeah. Um, Speaking of crazy things, we'd want to uh, potentially talk about uh, some hail marys. Is that your we do thought here? And then we'll 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 wrap it up until uh, two weeks from now when we talk Giants Cowboys. Uh, yeah. I actually have a hail mary that Jeff would like. Oh, all right. Go, Can go I start on. off? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I was thinking like, should I pick a political hail mary? But yeah. no. So um. No. <laughs> I think the Bills might make it to the playoffs. It might be the first time in 16 seasons um, because they might take advantage of Tom Brady's suspension. Hmm. Okay. So. All right. Hmm. Well, I like that for my, my now Bills brother, for now sure. Hail Mary, you can't say might. Hail it's going they to will. Okay. Okay, very good. Do it. That's right. I, I have them as a uh, – I, I picked them for – for for that for Kevin and I did that for you Kev. That was the that's your hail mary too. No no oh. that's not my hail mary. I, I I'm gonna think of a hail mary as we go along. Cause <laughs> <laughs> nice nice. Uh, do you want me to go? Oh I'll sure. make, I can make something up if you want, but right, mine will be um, on the presidential side. So you, you go right ahead with okay. whatever you got. Um, Kim was gonna try to say that Hillary Clinton wins the election. It's uh -huh. gonna be her hail mary. I said. Isn't that allowed I to said, use it? She's said, already winning in the polls. I said, your yeah. Hail Mary can be any topic you want. Yeah. Uh, but it has to be a crazy prediction. Yeah. It just might have a chance, and you have to give. It's just something that's going to happen. Not necessarily happen. somebody wins or somebody loses, just something Hillary that's going to happen. winning the election. That's yeah. not, that, was, that was not a Hail Mary. So, yeah. uh, so then she did some homework and came up with the bills. So, so good job. Oh, that was good. Uh, okay, here's my Hail Mary. And I, and, I, and I really thought about this one, too. Uh, the. AFC number one seed, whether it's New England, Pittsburgh, whoever it's going to end up being, is uh, is going to be is going to go into the playoffs with the uh, not so impressive record of ten and six. Um, no twelve and fours, no thirteen and threes. Um, I, I went up and down all of these schedules. We okay. talked about the South and the West. How I think you can make an argument for all four teams in either of those divisions. Uh, we we could have a couple eight and eight teams in the AFC in the playoffs. And as I looked at the schedule, You say there's not going to be any real dominant. Yeah, so my so my Hail Mary is that we're going to have a I don't know if that's ever happened in the uh in the in the uh expanded playoff era in 1990s I think when the NFL went to six teams per conference. Yeah. There's always I mean 12 12 and 4 is is almost a pretty weak one seed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean somebody's 14 and 2, 13 through the Panthers won 15 games right. last year. Um so I'm going to say the AFC has no one better than a ten and six team. Okay, and, and that and get ready. I think it's going to be a crazy season hmm. in the AFC. I think we're going to have. So what is the specific hail mary? The AFC. No one's better than ten and six going into the playoffs. Okay. Wow. Now, if if Brady were playing all season, 
I wouldn't be able to make. But you that think prediction. they're gonna they're they're gonna drop a couple of those? I, I also I also think first four I think games. The, I think the Bills are gonna be tough this year. I think the Jets are gonna be tough. We didn't even talk about the Dolphins. Well, the Bills were tough last year in the beginning of the season, weren't they? They were. Yeah. What's there yeah. to talk about with the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Weather's nice. Give him that. That was well timed. Uh, so you think I'm not listening, but I am. Okay, good. Uh, she has headphones on. She has no choice. <laughs> so, uh, so that so there's mine. I don't I don't know how crazy that is, but okay. But I think that would be pretty remarkable if we have a one seed go in with a ten and six record. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll switch it up a little bit and get off of football because we spent a lot of time on that today. Um, and I will have a presidential election, Hail Mary. Uh-oh. And that will be that Trump will drop out because this has all <laughs> been just a big, big ploy by him. Um, and Hillary will get indicted or something big is going to happen. My Hail Mary that neither of those two become the president. Hmm. I think much of America would. That's more because I want it to be that way. But uh, I, th- right. I think I think much of America would would welcome that. Yeah, yeah. So that's my hail mary. Minus Kim. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe Ryan Lochney will. Uh, Maybe Ryan will, uh, Lochney will come in. He'll come in and kick in some doors and um, get arrested. I do, I do think LeBron needs to run in 2020. Oh, there you go. There he'll be 35. Go. He'll be coming off like a, a three-peat. And uh, he'll have plenty of money to finance his campaign. And he'll have lots that's of money. A good way. I mean, he's got to go right down the road of all superstars that blow all their money. So that'd be a good way for him to blow some of them. He doesn't, though. <clears throat> no, but no, no, but this is a way for him to blow the, the money. Wow. Presidential campaign costs. So you just took 5,000 underprivileged kids to Cedar Point last week? Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> in addition to going back to his high school in Akron and paying for anyone who gets into college that can't afford it. I mean, just, he it's does, all part of the process of blowing your money. That's it. Well, there's, My prediction there's worse, would be there's worse ways to do oh, it. Oh, there is. There is for sure. Philanthropic, philanthropic uh, things are much better than blowing so no it on a strip club. So, so no idea who, but you're going to. I'm just going to say it won't be either. Throw a Hail Mary that it's neither yep. of, the, of these two. Yeah. Okay. We'll not end up being our president. I hope. Yeah. I do too. I'm going to yep. go uh, with a, with a Syracuse football. Hail Mary. Oh, okay. So I said I thought they'd win four or five games. Actually, my Hail Mary is that they will make a bowl game this year. Okay. And the games that are going to be the swing games for them are happening at home early in the season. They're going to beat a very, very talented Louisville team. They're going to surprise them. And they're going to beat South Florida, who's a very good top 30-ish type team. Wow. Those two wins, along with, obviously, so at that point that'll be three wins for them, maybe four, assuming they beat UConn. I think then the schedule gets extremely difficult um, with Clemson, Florida State. Then you start to play some of your contemporaries, Pitt, BC. I think they'll win one of those games, split the Pitt, BC type games, um, but eventually end up around six wins or at six wins, which would be enough to get them eligible for a bowl. So even though I, I think realistically four or five, but I think the Hail Mary is that they will make a bowl game, and I think it will propel them from a recruiting standpoint to – What'll be next year a breakthrough season of eight plus wins? So you think after? So you think uh, after? Because they open up with three straight at home. Yep. And they, then after the Wake Forest game, you'd have them at five and one. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's Colgate, Louisville, yep, yep. South Florida, USF. then at UConn. Correct. So that could be well based on what I'm saying. They'd be four and zero, or at least three and one. Hmm. Um, but yes, I think five and one would be. And they've got that also awful game at Giant Stadium. Yeah, 
you know, I'll tell you what. I'm the suspensions that are Dame, happening. What's happening some, at Notre Dame? Some problems. And you know, at Notre Dame, Notre Dame can't uh, do the the U.S. Olympic boys will be boys. Ryan Lochte thinks no. it's Notre Dame. And it and, and yeah, the yeah. school has a policy that if you're convicted of a felony, you're, you're done. You're out. So and they were yeah. at least a few. Of them well, they're, they're charged. Charged with it. They're charged. I mean, yeah. The ones are convicted. So they've got to at it. least be. You know, if Notre Dame's <laughs> going to do the Notre Dame thing. Yeah. They wouldn't be kicked out of school yet, but you'd think they would be suspended pending. Yeah, mm-hmm. what happens? Right. Yeah. Brian, so uh, Brian Kelly hasn't talked about this yet. No. The athletic director gave a very brief statement. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly hasn't talked about it. Yeah. It's, oh, God, God, I would love for SU to go down to down there and beat Notre Dame. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be it would be. Yeah, and we're then, supposed to have a whole tailgate and then as long debauchery as this, going on. And then as long as there's a new era, uh, can can they like like if you're giving uh, guidance to our third AD in three years. Um, can we be done with games at Giants Stadium? We Dan? are done. Okay. The, they actually – there were supposed to be more. And you don't Darryl, like that? Daryl Gross that? is the one who said, even though he's the one who signed it, he actually stopped it. Okay. So this, I believe, he's the one that got is the last game. Okay. But he also got us out of it. What don't we so, like? What's bad about that? You're taking the best – you're playing Nash – Look who they've played there over the years. Sure. They've played Notre USC. Dame twice, Penn State, USC. Putting us on the national stage to get whooped. Is that the – Well, no. You're taking home games away you're against taking home games oh, away. national home games teams. away from, from got your – Yeah. Got because it. you have Because you'd rather be playing them uh, up We've here. beaten yeah. – you go back to the 90s and the 80s. We used to play the ten, the Texases and the Mich- Oklahomas. Sure. The okay. Mich- and we would beat them. And, yeah. and here's the deal. Yeah. There's yeah. someone, LSU, you know, case in point, that is willing to do a true one and one. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to. You don't have to say, "Oh, we're just lowly Syracuse. We better take what we can get if we want to play Notre Dame." Screw Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not LSU or, no. or Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And but Syracuse is a Power Five team. So, in LSU's eyes, maybe that's their way of saying, "Hey, look, we didn't play Western Alabama every week. We played a, a, an ACC team one and one." But there's still someone someone out there to do it. Uh, they signed one with Wisconsin, right? Yep. Like 2022 or somewhere down but the still, road. But still, yeah. Still, th- there are Big Ten and SEC and Pac-10 teams that you can uh, – they did it with Washington not too many years ago. Th- there are teams out there yeah. that you can get to do that. You don't have to go sign up for a for a, a pseudo home game for Notre Dame in, in Giants State. No, no, absolutely. And we've played we, – Syracuse is a brand. Yes, it's it's a you know if you want to go play in the Northeast, Syracuse is the first team you're going to pick. It's not Rutgers, it's not, um, it's not UConn or BC. Syracuse has the brand sure. bigger than any other than Penn State. Other, other than, than Penn State, yeah. yeah. So Penn that's why almost, they've been able to, not Northeast. I know they're kind of like a Mid Atlantic, yeah. <laughs> but but they're Syracuse has been able to attract those teams, and and they're proving they still can. I mean, you're right. LSU's coming. We've had Iowa here, home and home. Not yeah. that they're, you know, but they're a big. Power Five team. And at this, at this point, Iowa probably would say no. They might. <laughs> and hey, LSU. I mean, we put a scare on them last year we, with our third did. string walk on, fifth yeah. string walk on quarterback. We had oh, only yeah. lost by ten. It's, it's just. Yeah. And Jeff, the reason you're asking why we don't like it, it's just a yeah. shitty thing to do to your fans and season ticket holders to say you get one less game. Sure. Yeah, um, that's crappy. Because, but but why don't you buy a package to come down to you know. Giant Stadium to watch us down here. Yeah, yeah. Because I live in Syracuse and I'm. And that's why I have season tickets, and I don't feel like driving five hours to do that. And sign up LSU to come here. Sure. Um, and it's also when you get 
those schools if you're smart about it. It's also fun when, I mean, Clemson's in conference, but it's also fun when Clemson and LSU come to town. If oh, yeah. you pick smartly mm-hmm. and their fans come and mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, if I were, if I were in charge, I would very publicly go to Penn State, I think, and say, let's get a, let's get a yearly interconference, um, almost like, uh, almost like how uh, Clemson, South Carolina play every year, mm-hmm. Florida, Florida State. Go to Penn State and say, I don't care if we do it in September or if you want to get really cool, let's do it Thanksgiving weekend or something every right. year. And have a, a, a New York, Pennsylvania. There's supposed yeah. to be New York's team. Let's have a New York, Pennsylvania something yeah. showdown every year. Yeah, yeah. And, between and, the two. And, and, and if you're Syracuse, propose it. Make Penn State say no. Yeah. Make them be the one that publicly says, "Hey, we're mighty Penn State, but and we don't we don't play Penn State doesn't yeah. really play a lot of teams not conference anyway." And now they're finally playing Pitt, which is nice to see. All my Pitt friends that are that have that wanted are excited that. about it, you know, forever. But, but yeah, that's you're right. They don't really play anybody. But if you're and and, and if Penn State says no, uh, ask ask someone else, or if nothing else, just at least get true home and aways mm-hmm. with one legit power five team every year that will come play you here. Yeah. It's not yeah. that difficult. Yeah. I agree. So, and they've always had that in the past until this. Now, the only thing I'll say in defense of this deal that Daryl gross signed was at the time being in the big East, our revenues were extremely low, um, compared to where we are now in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So I think that from a business standpoint, I get why it made sense from as a revenue generation, if we were making the kind of money that they claim we were making in those games, then it made sense. As a fan, obviously, I didn't like it, but I can justify it from the business okay. only. But now that we're in the ACC, and I think this is why we're easy. It's easier for us to walk away from it. Okay, our revenues are increased significantly. Our exposure is increased. We we don't have to do this anymore. So maybe it was a stopgap at the time. I don't know. I'm just defending. I'm playing devil's advocate. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Well, I'm I'm happy that. Uh, Happy those days are gone. Yeah, me too. We need need to. The only time I want to watch a football game, Syracuse and New York City, is when they're playing the the pinstripe ball. ball. (laughs) I love that. That's so much. Yeah. That's kind of our bowl game, you know? A Power 5 team that we should have uh, expectations for doesn't say, we'll come play you at your place, and when you come here, we'll do it at a neutral site. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. you got to act like you should be there. Or like yeah. Notre Dame, like three three game deal. Two of them are at Notre Dame, and yeah. one's at Giant Stadium yeah. or whatever. That one was you know, awful. It's like what? that one was awful. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, hopefully, it'll be a new era of that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But uh, having said that, um, I don't know if anybody else has anything else. But this has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you to Kim and Kevin for uh, coming here, making our first podcast a uh, not only great but a nice marathon of a podcast. Yeah, I'm just glad we kept it under four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, that was the goal. That was yeah. the goal. There's, there's three weeks till the season starts. So we you've had got, a lot to get in. Yeah. you yeah. can listen to us an hour at a time. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Like I yeah. said, we're gonna have Rick on. We're gonna talk uh, if you like the Giants or the Cowboys or the Giants Cowboys rivalry. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about that at length. We're gonna have a lot of other guests this year. Uh, Keep sending us your emails, text messages, get in touch with us, whatever games you want us to run, whatever you want from uh, from the site, from the community this year. Uh, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, we'll get the uh, get the site updated, and um, hopefully it becomes a little bit more of a resource this year than it, than it was last year, but that's where we'll communicate with everybody when we're not doing this. Or we'll see you, good buddies. 
There it is. Okay. All right. Thank you guys very much. Thank you for listening. For the rest of your fantasy sports fix, please go to QsFantasy.com. Talk to you next week.